This is Dustin Diamond, comedian extraordinaire, and you know me as Screech from Saved by the Bell. And you're listening to the Below the Belt Show. If not, you're probably an asshole. The Below the Belt Show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. right guys it's time for another episode of btb below the belt in the mother effing house i'm your host al soto aka celebrity soto there's a big snow blizzard on the east coast but there's nothing better than to listen to uh below the belt show uh, a great entertainment podcast hosted by yours truly and we have another incredible show from top to bottom. So let's go ahead and introduce the rest of the panel tonight. Starting with guys, he is the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and the only Chachi McFly. And I'm just happy tonight that I'm one of the few on the panel that's not getting older. Because right. so, <laughs> it's not your birthday. I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh, you, it's not like you have immortal powers and you no, no. vampire blood or anything like that. He is immortal. <laughs> <laughs> and that's right. You heard her voice already. She is affectionately known as Your Grace. She is the one and only Queen Morgan Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Below the Belt Show. Thanks for having me. It's been a minute, but it has it's, been a minute, but you are here. back. By this is the first one of 2021. That's first, right. Yeah. That's oh, right. Wow. That's and right. and a new nickname, Miss LST. Sure. Yes. There a request for another nickname. <laughs> oh, and, Mark, not know that story. <laughs> I don't okay. know this story. Well, I want to know. Go ahead and, let's go ahead and I introduce the them first. We'll tell it later. Yeah. Let's introduce them first, guys. We have two birthday celebrants here on Below the Belt show. That's right. Starting with, she is known as Sweet Chocolata, the one and only singer and songwriter extraordinaire, the one and the only Savvy Taylor Smith, the Slayer. <laughs> Happy birthday, Sabrina. Thank you, kindly. Thank you. Good to have you back on Below the Belt show. Always a pleasure. How many birthdays have you spent on this show? Um, Probably more than half. Five. Five? Yeah. I I would think a little more than five. Way more than five. Five birthdays. Five? Oh, maybe like eight. Maybe like eight or nine. 
It might be closer to nine because it's uh, you actually jumped on Below the Belt show around the time we started click on this show. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So wow. yeah, it's probably about yeah, like nine nine birthdays with you guys. All right. Oh, I like you. Oh wow, okay. I thought she was. And let's go ahead and introduce the I feel like you've been here forever. But Sabrina, why are you not dressed up tonight in a costume for your birthday show? I know. Well, one of two reasons. Number one, um, I had kind of a busy day today because I had a lot of interviews. Good. Um, I like to hear that. I like to hear that. And um, number two, um, I haven't French braided my hair in a really long time, and I didn't realize how difficult it was. (laughs) I took me like two hours just to do two braids. (laughs) So you're going for like the Pippi Longstocking look? I yeah, well I always gives me this nice crimpy thing and I have uh, a date with yeah a new fellow tomorrow. A new fellow, oh, so. a new, a new <laughs> date, <laughs> date with we don't need to mention his name, do we? That poor guy. That it's poor your guy. birthday. Let's, let's, we gotta introduce the other birthday celebrant. Isn't isn't she? I know, but let's go ahead and introduce the other celebrant if we could, Josh. Mm-hmm. He oh, is yeah. the one and only back from Florida. Wow, he, he left the Florida sun to be in the blizzardy snow winters here. He is known as once in future king and the last Numenorian and one true knight. It's the one and only Martin Lopez back on BTB. Happy Good birthday. To be back, even though it's in the snow and everyone should know that Sabrina is older than I am. <laughs> uh, rude. <laughs> Happy birthday, Martin. Okay, I am, but whatever. <laughs> also, can I say we have three Game of Thrones members on yeah, tonight? Because right? I'm Jorah Mormont. Oh, you're <laughs> Jorah Mormont. Well, Sabrina, um, the Jorah Mormont comes from the gray scale, right? Yes, from my weird skin condition. Okay. I'm so and- lucky. Yeah. That. You have- <laughs> <laughs> You've embraced it, Sabrina, and I'm, I'm so thank and you for being has. a good sport. <laughs> and uh, of course, Morgan, you're also every nickname that Daenerys Targaryen had, you know, the Breaker Chains of Mother of Dragons, blah, blah, blah. Mother of Dragons, Queen of the Andals, Queen of Marines, <laughs> Unburnt. He's like, I'm basically yeah. the boss-ass bitch. Remember, I used to know it. I, like, wrote it down so that I would know the whole thing, and now... <laughs> or, like, many women... I you did. <laughs> yeah. Full-on girl crush. <laughs> I'm going to learn it again. So we have can... an incredible show, guys, from top to bottom. Of course, we're celebrating the birthday of our friends here in, in the virtual room. Um, joining us a little later on the program, our celebrity guest caller is an actor from CW's Nancy Drew. This is a reimagining of Nancy Drew with supernatural elements. He made his appearance last week on the uh, episode two of season two uh, as the character Charlie the Ghost. He is actor Albert Nicholas. He's got my namesake. So uh, we have another Albert joining us. On Below the Belt Show, he's also on CW Supernatural, and he's recurring on Nickelodeon's um, show, The Astronauts, which is a 
children's uh, space adventure show. Um, and uh, no. have you seen it? <laughs> it's perfectly fine for adults to watch that show. Right. Are you guilty of watching the astronauts? Uh, man, I want to have kids just so I have an excuse to watch Saturday morning cartoon at the end. I have no right. shame. Okay. <laughs> I don't need I, kids. I agree with that. that. I, I would tell something. people I'm a fi- I'm like either a teenage boy or I'm an old man. Like I never get to be a girl in any of my scenarios. Oh, okay. But well, that's you because can, you can like, you I want. like to drink gin and whiskey, and apparently no one likes gin like at I, all ever. I drink gin um, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't like it. And I definitely will go to bars and be like, can I have a Tom Collins? And the bartenders are always like, you know, only old men order that. Right. right? <laughs> Tom Collins. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you order I know fashions used to be that way, too, but they started getting trendy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hands. and I'm a teenage boy because I like superheroes and action figures. So. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing- <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, hopefully your date get to be a girl. Hopefully your date's gonna be gay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, into teenage boys and old men. Um, yeah, you know, I've made him like it. Like it. <laughs> Just because you like an old man drink, but like you are not. I mean, I wouldn't say that you were like a tomboy or I don't no. know. Yeah, I'm not anymore. I don't look like a boy anymore, guys. When did you? Uh, until I was like 13. <laughs> oh, really? you then? I'm like, I was you- like, I want to be a boy. And I always wore my hair in buns. And I wore like, I shopped in the boys section. And I like, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was not a, a good look for me. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing but pink and red and bows and ponies. Yeah. And, you got a little feet going on, Morgan. That that and nothing's changed. Like. And Morgan, nothing's what, changed. describe your outfit, Morgan. Are you um, uh, these celebrating are, they, Valentine's? They're, they're pajamas, but okay. um, they're, they're Valentine's Day-ish. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you're, you're in the... I mean, I didn't think I was going to be on next week, so I figured I'd wear one of my, you know, red and okay. pink. Celebrating Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, Morgan yeah. Fab. Well, I got the slippers too. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, guys, yeah. let's let's go into everything uh, going on uh, in the uh, the world of uh, entertainment, guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Golden Globes. Uh, nominations were just announced, so uh, as you know, it's going to be a mostly um, remote event, mm-hmm. and even the hosts are going to be like zooming in from different locations. Ah, Amy, hey. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey will be separated. Tina Fey will be hosting in New York. Amy Poehler will be hosting in L.A. Um, and um, it's still going to be at the Beverly Hilton. But the nominees are going to be in the Beverly Hilton. They'll they'll be joining from various locations all over the place. So expect it to be very similar to the Emmys, as uh, not everybody is vaccinated yet. But um, but you know some interesting nominations um, you know uh, were announced. Um, going over the best 
movie drama, best motion picture drama, the nominees are The Father, Nomadland, Mank, Promising Young Woman, and Trial of the Chicago 7. Great film, that Chicago, the Trials, um, Trial Chicago 7. It's uh, really good. Fantastic film, and um, you can see Sasha Baron Cohen in it, who's nominated for two different categories: best actor in a uh, best supporting actor in a drama, and best lead actor in a comedy film for Borat. So, this is uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, year, it seems. Uh, Borat. If anyone saw Borat, I thought it was absolutely <laughs> yeah. hysterical. I mean, yeah. Someone wants to say hi really quick. <laughs> What up, what up? Hi. Awesome. What's hey. up, what's up, man? Who is this? This is my roommate, Marzo. He's a, a DJ and a musician. Hey, um, he's been on the show before. He just yes. wanted to DJ pop Marzo. in and say hello. <laughs> awesome. Well, hello. Hanging with the birthday girl, huh? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> what's up, Al? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Uh, so best uh, comedy movie. Let's go over to nominees. We got Borat. No surprise there. Hamilton. Interesting because it's also comedy and musical, which is on Disney Plus. Uh, music. Palm Springs and The Prom, guys. So uh, those are your. Uh, I haven't heard of any of those. Yeah. yeah. Like, except for <laughs> Hamilton. Except for Hamilton and Borat, right? I saw. Yeah. And what's crazy? There's been like four movies this whole entire year has been released and. How are there yeah. movies I've never even heard of the, before? The Prom was a big deal. It was on Netflix. It's based on a musical. I haven't seen The Prom yet, but I, I mean, I know of it. Okay. Um, I tried to watch it, and as a lover, you know, we you love, love music and dance. Right. It it just it just it it fell flat. Like I couldn't really? couldn't really? even. I, I started watching like half of it, and then it just wasn't very good. Like the music, the singing and dancing is great, but like. I just was like, I don't even need to finish this. Meryl Streep's in it. Thomas Corden. There's a lot of big names that, in it. And a lot of people said that. Like, people that I've talked to that are, are like us, that love, like, musicals, they were like, yeah, it wasn't that good. So I just, It wasn't like the Buffy the Vampire Slayer the musical. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would, Savvy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I thought Hamilton was great, so hopefully that wins. Yeah, that, that was definitely a, a fun and, and definitely... You could you could finally watch Hamilton and spe- instead of spending three hundred to four hundred dollars a ticket, right, Morgan Fab? You actually saw Hamilton on I Broadway, mean, didn't you? Yes, but I didn't pay. You didn't so. pay for it, of course. Girlfriend, what? Well, hey, that it, was you, my birth. It was my birthday it's gift. It's a birthday gift. Two years yeah. ago. So. Well, it's well, it's it comedy or musical, Chach. It's they combine the categories. That's why the prom is also nominated. Wait, wait. The category is comedy or musical. Comedy or musical wait, what film. What the fuck they, kind they of category is that? Yeah. They group yeah. musicals and comedies together because it's, they shouldn't do that. Yeah, that's yeah. totally two different, totally um different things. But there wouldn't be enough nominees for musical though. Well, that's that's their fault. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Well, it's like, it's we like, so it's like drama, drama and country music. Yeah. To combine those categories. <laughs> I like, see your point. Yeah. Awful. But they I'm do sorry. need. They need a home. The the, the musicals yeah. need a home, so they they clump them with the, the comedies. That's very weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's very weird, especially because a lot of uh, musicals are kind of like dramatic. Yeah. yeah. 
is not funny. Phantom of the Opera is not funny. <laughs> yeah, right. Phantom of the Opera is not funny. Lady is not funny. You gotta Dark, pick it up. Uh, uh, I mean, that's probably saying that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty bad for comedies because like how yeah. many comedies even come out nowadays that you can fill up the category. So that's, you know, right. there you go. There's probably another reason as well. You gotta like, I was watching Groundhog Day last night because it was Groundhog Day and like very funny comedy and, and they don't make comedies like that anymore. Yeah, they do. Oh, there's a reason. There's a reason why we can get them out later. <laughs> I, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I know the reason. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, best, we have actor, best actor in a drama, guys. So I'm really rooting for this guy. Sadly, we lost him in 2020. It's Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom mm. on Netflix. Um, will he get the um, yes? The, the you know the nod because basically, yes. I mean, it's his last film. This is Chadwick. Yeah, yeah I kind of feel film. like he should get it. And what's you the know, category? Best actor in a drama. Okay. Movie. Yeah. All right. Wait, wait, um, he should get it. Whatever it is, he deserves it. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Not only did he turn in those monumental performances, he did that whole thing was stage four cancer, and we didn't know. He suffered through all that, and we didn't know. Guy's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Has anyone seen Ma Rainey's? I have not seen it yet, no. but I, I do. I have not seen it, no. Plan on watching it eventually. Um, it's hopefully gonna soon. Win. Also on Netflix, Mank. Um, uh, Gary Oldman, who is the star of Mank, also... Um, nominated um yeah. tahar I, rahim the mauritanian nominated the what the mauritanian um it the the film is a um it's based on a muslim uh, man who was wrongly accused of a terrorist act oh okay yeah, yeah. it's a good film did, uh, did get a chance to check that out um and it's based on a true story judge um, Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, and Anthony Hopkins for The Father, and Best Actor in a Comedy or Musical, Jaji. <laughs> ah, no surprise, we already mentioned Sasha Baron Cohen, James Corden for The Prom, Lynn Manuel Miranda Hamilton, Dev Patel, The Personal History of David Copperfield, and Andy Samberg for Palm Springs. That pisses me off. I I can't even believe that they're gonna have like a even best actor in a in a comedy or musical. Like they're just going all for it, aren't they? Yeah, I feel like that's real. <laughs> like they should have their own box for the yeah. musicals. Like that sounds real. Like I literally can't think of any musicals that were funny except for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Hamilton had some comedic yeah, moments. It did. You know, the guy spitting all over himself. That's pretty funny. <laughs> have comedic moments without being comedies, right? Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Titanic <laughs> had comedic moments. Right, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. All right, yeah. best actress in a drama movie, Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's, Andre Day, United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. I saw Promising Young Woman. It was good. I don't know if it's any, it was good, but I don't know if it's award-winning good. I mean, that's how I felt about really Boyhood. Bad. Honestly, I think Boyhood is probably one of the worst movies I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> you know, wow. and everyone's like, "Oh, but you know what? It's so good because it took 12 years to make, yeah. and they film yeah. a little bit every year." But you know what? I want to know. How did you film this for 12 years and you didn't notice that the script sucked? Wow. 
I'm sorry. I literally, the most exciting, this is awful to say, but it's true. The most exciting part of that movie is when she got into that, like, physical altercation with her husband at dinner. And that was the most exciting part of the entire movie. I mean, I I had to, like, keep my eyes open so I could, like, watch the rest of it. I didn't see it. Well, one thing that's um, great is that... You're lucky. You have she's saved getting, three hours of your life. She's getting vicious in her old age, yeah, isn't she? I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, best director, guys. David Fincher, Mank. Regina King in her directorial debut for One Night in Miami. Congrats to uh, Regina getting nominated. Aaron Sorkin, who is um, known for his writing, um, first-time feature film director for Trial of Chicago 7, also nominated. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland and Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. Those are the best director nominees, um, which is pretty. Um, well, apparently, pretty Promising Young Woman was the only movie that came out this year. Oh, <laughs> All right. Promising, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know. And um, <clears throat> due to uh, time restraints, we'll we'll talk about the television nominees next week because apparently I don't even have the television nominees on me. But uh, one thing to note about the uh, the Golden Globes is that um, it's going to take place on um, February twenty eighth. So that's uh, mark that on your calendar. Um, yeah, Netflix. I already, marked it, I already marked it down so that I don't watch it by mistake. Right. <laughs> Give myself a heads up. Uh, from top to bottom well uh netflix is king for the nominations 22 nominations in uh the golden globes i mean they're just really killing it right now with the movies the the crown uh was you know leading on the nomination of course mank is another one Um, i've watched every movie that comes out the whole year and all of a sudden there's like 10 movies i've never seen before Right. Well, you've got to see it's on Netflix. It's not like it's hard to see, Chachi. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know how many people will like it. Uh, It was a great film, but it was incredibly artistic, right? Like, they shot it black and white, and the whole thing is a play off of Orson Welles and the filming of Citizen Kane. But it's about the writer behind the scenes. I loved it. Well, that sounds pretty good. Oh, it's phenomenal, but I think it's a really niche film. I think like a lot of people will tune in and hate it in 15 minutes and turn it off because they don't understand. What <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but like I love, I was in rapture. Great cast too. I mean, it's Gary it Oldman. It's Lily Collins is my favorite, and Amanda Seyfried, who's my other favorite. So you have like wow. two of my favorites right there in that there film. So. Sounds like a good cast. I'm gonna have to check reason, it out. Reason, reason enough, you know, yeah. I'd say. Twist my arm. Uh, Okay, very good, very good. Uh, again, we mentioned Sasha Baron Cohen's three Golden Globe nominations. That that he's tying Jamie Foxx and Helen Mirren's record for the most nominations in a single year. Holy Ooh. smokes! Wow. I mean, it includes Borat, the film, and then his two acting nominations that we were going to mention for Trial of Chicago Seven and Borat. Um, Ryan Murphy did really well with the nomination. Uh, Six uh, nominations for uh, his um, his shows. Um, Ratchet was one of uh, the nominated shows for that. And um, the most female um, directors ever nominated in the same year. 
Um, Regina King, odds? Emerald Fennel, and Chloe Zhao. Um, and a usually male-dominated category with the directors. So that's uh, that's really good to see. It's really good to see. But, you know, there's, like, snubs. People are talking about, like, Ben Affleck's The Way Back. He was snubbed from a nominee, a nomination. Meryl Streep was not nominated for um, for prom, for the prom. So a lot of people were surprised about that. Well, how many nominations has she had over the years? That's a very good point, too. She's yeah, had give a it to somebody else. Right. All right. All right. We know you can act Meryl Streep. Give it to somebody else. Let <laughs> else have a chance. Yeah. We know it. We all know you're fantastic. Yep. And speaking of Lily Collins, her and David Diggs will announce the nominations for the SAG Awards tomorrow. So more, it's award seasons now, so expect those nominations um, to be announced. And we'll talk about the SAG Award noms next week, guys. Um, let's see. So the box office number one movie is the new crime thriller, The Little Things. Um, Chacha, I know you mentioned you saw this film, yes? I did see it, yes. Yes. How was it? I mean, it was a great cast. Like um, Denzel Washington, I can watch him in anything. I don't care. Yeah. I enjoy it. Um, I thought that it was performance. He was great. Yeah, he did really good. And of course, he's always great, you know. And then um, who's that Freddie Mercury guy? Oh yeah. Um, Rami Malek. Rami. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was great too. But I mean, I thought the story was the story's definitely slow. So if you if you watch it, don't go into it thinking that um. It's going to be action-packed because it's not. Oh, uh, okay. Slow burned a bit. And, like, some of the end. I didn't really like the end of it. Like, I thought it was, like, I thought it wasn't believable. But, but you know, uh, nothing's coming out nowadays, so. I'll yeah, I mean, we, we have the same movies it. in the top five. Um, the Crude's New Age. Wonder Woman 1984. Shout out to yeah. Ryan Beckwith. The Marksman and Monster Hunter. Uh, the, those are your top five guys. So, um, some of them have been out since December. Which you'd never see back in the day, like in this time of year. Yeah. Be out that long. Absolutely, absolutely. So the box office in general has has been hurting, but a couple new releases coming out, guys. Uh, Angelina Jolie's next film called "Those Who Wish Me Dead," a neo western film, will be released on May 14th. Uh, this will be another simultaneous drop in the theaters and HBO Max, as you know, they're doing that right now with like, they did that with wonder woman. They're going to do that with Godzilla versus Kong. I'm just going to do that multiple drop on HBO Max and the theaters. I mean, if I, if I were the, you know, the decision makers and that I would do the theaters first and then wait two weeks and then put it in HBO Max. But yes, that's a good idea. I don't know why they want to do it at the same time. Um, I guess, I don't know. I mean, you get, I mean, I think we're at a point now with more people getting vaccinated that they can start slowly opening the theaters right. back up and getting those box numbers, you know, because I know that the producers want that because a lot of people are, are losing monies, uh, losing money on, on these big budget films, you know, well, especially so, something like Godzilla versus Kong. That's got to be like a theater film. Like right. it won't be the same effect watching on your TV. Yes. I don't care how big your TV is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, unless you have, like, a projector or something. Yeah. Yeah. Martin, we, Martin, Martin? we missed your comment. I was like, yeah, you you, you got to be in a theater for that. You want, like, the sound system that shakes the room when, right. when Bill and Congo uh, ask. Yeah. Uh, speaking of ni- uh, Wonder Woman 1984, Kristen Wiig has a new movie coming out called Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Her and Anne, yeah. Why, why, why do dumb titles like that for a movie? <laughs> 
<laughs> See, you're, you're judging a, a movie by its cover. A book I do. Well, cover. that kind of shit puts a movie at a disadvantage when you well, have what like about a... the three billboards from Ebbing, Missouri. That was a phenomenal film, and that had a fucked up title. You right, know, exactly. You love that film, so. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's gonna make the movie bad or good. I'm saying <laughs> put the movie at a disadvantage when people can't even remember what movie it is what when it's it has called. Fucked yeah. Title. Yeah. <laughs> like. like I mean, I, I mean, of course, nowadays you do you do it on the app and you book it on the app if you're going to yeah. the theater. Not like you yeah. remember it at the calendar and say that long ass title, but but how you can tell your friends like the movie you just saw? Like, like I'd never remember that fucking title. <laughs> when I saw the movie. <laughs> I know your grace will be happy to know that Wicked will be co- becoming a live action movie. That will be wonderful. Ooh, because I'm excited. This is the prequel to The Wizard of Oz, and it will be. Directed by John M. Chu, our buddy Chach from Step Up fame, from Crazy Rich Asians in the Heights, who's been on Below the Belt Show. John Hi. M. Chu, please come back on BTB. We'd love no, to have ain't, you. He ain't coming back. <laughs> I know. He was, he was on our show when he was he promoting that level. Now he's Step on Step Up again. 2 and yeah. the Justin Bieber biopic. And now, yeah, it oh, might yeah. be a little more. Time. You forget about. Oh, um, God. When Sony I think Soto about Step Up 2, I have horrible memories. Oh. I had I had great memories. I, I had a lot of fun on that set. You probably are complaining about the the scene where you got wet from the club scene, right? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Us an hour in water for like literally ten hours, and it was freezing outside. And I and feel the bad. Whole description, the description said production may get a little wet a little okay. Not <laughs> I'm pouring my Timberland out after the first shot. Uh. Well, <laughs> had you been sad, you'd have been getting mad money from in wet pay, but uh, yeah, I didn't get paid at all. I ran away from the set. Oh, lunch. you actually left. You had to get your vo- you had to get your voucher. I think yeah, it was awful. And they were like a cult. Oh, they were like, come oh, on, we need everything for the show. You shot. quit. You literally oh, quit a no movie set. You quit yeah. quicker than you walked out of Spider Man: Far From Home. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I straight up did. It was the worst. I literally ran away with two other people that were like, yeah, I'm trying to get out of here, too. Let's go during lunch. They won't be watching us. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad. It was the worst. Uh, bad the etiquette. Worst. Bad set etiquette, Serena. Um, Dude, I was supposed I, to record my EP with a huge producer, like, literally the next week. So I there guess. was no way I was going to uh-huh. risk that. To be drenched rain for 13 freaking hours I in the feel middle you. of the night. I feel you. In the cold. It'd be different <laughs> if it was summer, but it was September, okay? And production may get a little wet. Is that why the cover of the movie is them drenched in rain? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, guys. We have uh, the Cloverfield sequel, Chacha. I know you're a fan of the first Cloverfield movie. JJ oh, yeah. Abrams and Bad Robot have brought on uh, this. I really enjoyed the um, what was it a prequel? This is going to be an untitled sequel of Clover. No, no, but the Ten Cloverfield Lane. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, oh, Ten Cloverfield no. Lane. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, they yeah, released but... like a number of good films. It's just like yeah, we wanted to know what happened after this thing. They like they keep releasing a lot of tangential Cloverfield films. Hmm. Well, now let's see how it goes. How, how they do? No, this is a, now, who in here has read as a kid Harold and the Purple Crayon? Does anyone remember that book? Years. You have years ago. 
Yeah. Is it wasn't it a great book? Um yeah. it's actually gonna become a movie, guys. Um Shazam's Zachary Levi will start a live action Herald in the Purple Crayon. And I think with today's um, you know, film advancements and uh, special effects, I think it this is the right time to bring a movie <laughs> out like that. Yeah. You know, I, I can imagine when the book got released, uh, the special effects just would not work um, when that book w- came out. But uh, it's a classic. I've read it to my nephew. It's, it's a good book. Um, Jared Leto and uh, Darren Aronofsky are teaming up for the first time since Requiem for a Dream. Um, a lot of people thought Requiem for a Dream was one of uh, Jared's uh, strongest films. Yeah. But the, the Moo movie is called Adrift, based on a short story uh, by the writer of The Ring. If you remember The Ring, a horror movie. And this will be a Blumhouse Productions film. So yeah. it will be a uh, horror film of sorts. Yeah, his, his best work was definitely My So-Called Life. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, also on Blumhouse, Ethan Hawke joining the cast of The Black Phone. Mm. Black Phone. Um, oh, The Black Phone sounds ominous. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that should be interesting. Um, plot details under wraps, but it's based on a book. And um, this it sounds too deep. Um, this synopsis, so I'm not even going to go into it. Um, let's see. Uh, we also have a movie with Dakota Johnson um, called Am I OK? Um, this is um, uh, lifelong best friends, Lucy and Jane, who are convinced they know ev- everything there is to know about each other. Okay, so this is kind of like a, uh, a best friend, uh, you know, comedy slash drama comedy dramedy or whatever uh, sounds like it's gonna suck it's, it sounds like it's gonna suck to you okay. <laughs> yeah. you know that she came from um she came from don johnson's balls did you know that <laughs> no, and melanie not. griffith chachi and melanie griffith well, she, well but she came from his balls i'm just saying oh my god <laughs> wow i mean uh, think about it the thing about it you know i'm thinking about it uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Naomi Watts is going to headline a movie called Infinite Storm. All right. It's about a, a nurse, a mother who was on a solitary trek up Mount Washington and she got caught in a blizzard. All right. So it's a survival movie of sorts. We'll check that out. Dear Evan Hansen is a musical jockey that will be uh, going to live action. It's a movie adaptation of Dear Evan Hansen. Well, hopefully um, it's going to be nominated in, in the musical slash comedy category right. next year. Next year. You can only <laughs> cross your fingers. Try really yes. hard. Yep. <laughs> you have a lot of comedy to speed out with your musical. Right. Right. And Ben Platt, who was who, who was the Tony uh, award-winning actor from the Broadway version of it. Who's making noise? Oh, coming back. There's a That's lot that. of noise going on. Who's making noise? That's Sabrina? Sorry, I was, I was turning my volume up. Oh, it's Mark. Are you typing a letter, like on a typewriter? <laughs> no, I was, I was hitting the uh, the volume up on my thing. So, okay. okay. <laughs> cool, cool. Awesome. We got uh, Ramsey Bolton in a new um, film. Uh, Ian Rian. I can never pronounce his name correctly. Ian Rian. Like a lot of work. Yeah, hasn't he? He was in that yeah, The Motley Crue movie. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, he's the ultimate bad guy. I mean, uh, you know, the worst yeah. villain in TV history. But they're his, doing his um, name's Ian Rian. Ewan Rian. Oh. I, I, I guess that's his pronunciation. But they're doing a modern retelling of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart's popular opera. Oh, that'd be uh, awesome. Yeah, it's called The Magic Flute. Oh, yeah. Chachi, not to be con- uh, confused with the skin flute, which I know you're a fan of, but... Uh, oh, nice, the ma- nice. The magic there. The magic I mean, it's a, it's a, that's an opera, all right? It's a famous story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they're just redoing it, but yeah, it's he's... A modern, a modern retelling. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. oh. When did the original come out? I think the the original might have been just the opera. I don't think it's that. This might be the first time it was oh, see the, turned into a live action. Well, it says here, the original came out and premiered in 1791. And I'm sick and tired of all these damn remakes. You know, it's too soon. That's you know. my It's too soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's too well, soon. If you want to see the original, the original is still out there. You can watch the original from 1791. 1791, right. Right. <laughs> And they're actually going to develop a movie based on the the stock market drama surrounding GameStop. They're getting the Hollywood treatment. Oh, good. Yeah, that shit is hilarious. This happened last week, so yeah, let's make a movie about it. (laughs) I mean, you might as well make a movie about Bernie Sanders' mittens if you're going to make a movie. Right, exactly. The Bernie memes. That's definitely. Uh, I love the Bernie mitten memes. I (laughs) I know you do. I know you do. I like it for like four or five days, and then people just kept on posting it. Uh-huh. Like for like yeah. two weeks, and by then I'm like, I'm done with this. <laughs> where's Sabrina? Where's I know you're a Sundance veteran. Um, some big news from Sundance. Coda was the big movie from Sundance. I got to watch it virtually. Great film. It actually won the Grand Jury Prize. Um, oh, wow. In the U.S. Dramatic um, Competition, so that's a big deal. It also was the largest sale in Sundance history. $25 million with Apple TV. So it's going to be um, wow. airing eventually on Apple TV+. And um, it's a great movie. It's um, it's family drama about the only non-deaf family member. So you have the parents who are deaf, the brother who's deaf, and they own a, f- a fishing business, a fisherman. And the um, the daughter is the only one that hears and is pretty much the interpreter for the entire family. Wait, who else but she is deaf? Has, uh, both parents deaf? and the brother are deaf. Oh, okay. Okay. So the the the, the lead actress, um, she's the only one that that is not hearing impaired, and she has dreams of becoming a singer because she's a very talented singer. But the parents and the brother can't hear her sing, and they, they can't appreciate how amazing a singer she is. So mm. pretty much have to get feedback. Uh-huh. From so it is a nice nice family drama. And, you know, she yeah, has that's the, an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she has the yeah. struggle of deciding to go to Berkeley, like the top music school to, to for singing, or stay on the boat and help her dad, you know, and her, and her brother with their fishing yeah. business, their fisherman business. So it, it was a really nice story, guys. I would... I highly recommend it's it. Also, it's interesting that they inverted the situation and that like she's the one that can speak, but right. she's the minority, right? The rest of the family yeah. is. Yeah. Well, I would, I would, if I was a brother, I'd, I'd hate her. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, my parents can't hear, I can't hear, and all of a sudden here's my sister, yeah. she can hear, and just so happens to be a, an amazing singer too. It's like, yeah, yeah. Take, <laughs> take all the gifts it, in nature. It's true. I, 
but yeah. it's, a high, it's very genetic. Hearing impairment is very genetic. Yeah. Um, it's hereditary. So that would be m- cool if the, the deaf brother could sing and give him something. You know, not the greedy ass sister that can can hear it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's taking everything, taking everything. You know, like, she older or younger? I wonder. She's a younger sister. Oh, that's even worse. Like, like, yeah. like you know, you're like deaf, and, and all, oh, here's a little sister coming along. Oh, she can hear. Oh, and all oh, she can do. And and oh, she's probably she's probably a gymnast. Probably a gymnast too. Not a gymnast though. It's yeah. Amelia Jones. She plays the Ruby. Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> And if you watch Lock and Key, she's the lead girl in Lock and Key. I dug Lock and Key a lot. I really okay. Like that so you, you know who Amelia Jones is, the young uh, blonde yeah. girl? Yeah. No, I won't. Huh. I won't watch it because this, this is going to aggravate me. Oh no. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's very good. I, mean, I think it's worthy Maybe. of the accolade. Yeah, Josh, like it, it had an '80s feel to it. That's why I think you might like it. Like it was it did, a really? in school. Like yeah, it had a li- like not all the way. I don't want to oversell it, but like right. something about it was like a little, you know, like those '80s Halloween movies that like nobody. Oh, you're, can going, make you're going, you're going, you're going to Lock and Key though, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. okay. I, I thought you meant the. Um, no, not Coda. Not the gritty, the gritty, uh, the gritty um, woman that can hear the sister. I thought you meant. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Barnes and Rock and Key. Not quite that eighties horror film. No, it's different. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, and I know the general's a big fan of Lock and Key too, because it's based on a graphic novel. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's probably why it's good then. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I doubled down on my endorsement. I was right. It's good. <laughs> there you go. The general <laughs> loves it too. Um, <laughs> Uh, Chachi, I sent you um, a photo of Patty Harris, and I asked you if you thought she was attractive or good-looking or something. Yes, yes. Yeah, she um, she shocked me because she, not only of her acting ability, but she's a trans actress. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she – I'm sorry, but there was nothing about her that looked formally masculine to me when watching this movie. Well, it's her – it's her and Ed Helms, um, and uh, she plays a surrogate mother. See, that's even adding more to the shock value than I found out that she's actually a transgendered woman playing a cis maybe, woman. Maybe you just need to broaden your mind out. There can yeah. be some very attractive trans people. Yeah, well, of course. Well, I'm not not Ow. attractive. No, hold on. No, wait, I, wait, so, so she's, stealing, she's stealing jobs from women with wombs? Is that what she's doing? I want to clarify that, Martin, because I want to get a heat from everybody. But, but with, 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 with certain trans, there's still, still a, a shell of their former, former self. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't pretend that it's not true. I, I, for most. I, I know. I know it's, it might be. Yeah. I was honestly very shocked that she was not <laughs> a cis woman. That's the new trendy term, cis woman, when they're... Well, first of all, I'll, ne- I'll never trust any picture you send me ever, and, and you ask me if I found this person <laughs> Come on yeah, now. Let's... Know it's a good trick. <laughs> right? I don't know. If you guys could Google Patty Harrison, let me know if you agree. Cause... Hey, I will let you know. I have an incredibly attractive trans friend, and if you met this young lady... I would wager you would not know she used to be a dude. Really? Oh, known. there's a few um, people like there's yeah. a few like the Victoria's Secret model. Who? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Victoria's Secrets model. She's they, hot as hell. They hired her. Yeah, she's hot as hell. Oh. Yeah, you would not know. This happened yeah. because you'd be, you'd be surprised. surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so not, yeah, so not saying surprise. they're unattractive, but saying they. I don't know. They I don't appear know. that they could be their original gender. 
if that makes sense. Oh, we get it. Not to, not to throw any shade, you know. I don't like. Yeah, Sabrina and I are telling you that there's sleepers out there, man. There's people yeah. you just never see. <laughs> yep, you would never know. There's sleepers. Never ever. Well, you would I find out that... eventually. <laughs> I remember the the Cal joke of the DMV posted dating app should require the before and now challenge, mm-hmm. so that uh, hottie. Hottie with the body was not formerly pa- a pack and pistol Pete, you know, <laughs> something like all those lies. So you should always have a before and after challenge on dating apps. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it might be an important thing. I don't know. <laughs> you just you just got canceled. I was canceled. Oh, no, no, the no. millennials are never going to stand for that. The millennials are going to go back on you. <laughs> All right, who's watching WandaVision? Anybody? Yes. Yes. What do you guys think of episode four? It's, it's, we have it's some answers. All together. Answers, right? what? Yes. They tied up the first three episodes from the outside looking in instead of, you know, what we see in the sitcom reality of Scarlet Witch and Vision. And um, Jimmy Woo and Kat Dennings. Um, well, Randall Park playing Jimmy Woo and Kat Dennings playing Dr. Darcy Lewis were the focus of this episode as they were trying to solve the mystery as to why WandaVision is in that world in Westview in different decades, um, <laughs> different decades in, uh, in WandaVision. Um, and we're starting to get a little more answers, you know, um, but we, we don't have all the answers we want yet. I mean, we still really don't know who Monica Rambeau is. Um, as they open the episode with um, the return of the reverse blip when everybody returns from Thanos' snap. So we get a little bit of that tie-in from Avengers Endgame. So I, I thought that was really cool. Is that official terminology, reverse blip? Yeah, because the blip is when everybody disappeared. Everybody disappeared, yeah. And then the the reverse blip is bringing everybody back. I, yeah, I apologize. Uh, I didn't know if it was canon. I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you got to love the tie-ins, Chachi. You know I'm a fan of tie-ins. You are a fan. Mm-hmm. When things uh, tie into another universe, it makes sense, and they pay respects to um, continuity. Continuity uh-huh. is very important. So, Although the Marvel universe is still very confusing sometimes because – um, yeah, we, have, we still have to know who exactly Monica Rambeau is. We, we do know that she you know, is called Sword, which is the Shield, uh, outer space version of Shield. But you have a you have a guess there. Uh? Yeah. So my guess is the whole and like I really have nothing to base this on except like my comic book reading back in the day. My guess was that WandaVision was going to be based on Mojo World with Mojo Jojo. I don't even know who Mojo Jojo is. <laughs> so he's this comic book character that uh-huh. like basically runs galactic TV. And in order to keep ratings up, he like steals people like the X-Men or other high oh, and puts so them in possible situations. Really? Yeah. So that, uh-huh. so that like, they're just trying not to die, but like 20 million planets are tuning in to watch what they think is a new TV show. And this seems to fit the model. So my guess is Mojo Jojo. Wow. That's See, not everybody has like all these nerds like we have to tell us what's going on with this show. Yeah. I know, we'll I see. freaking we'll love see. it. We'll see. Especially like general, like well, general, general the general knew about the WandaVision um storyline, yeah. which yeah. is based on 
Vision creating his own family, which yeah. is a separate. I, I knew about the WandaVision storyline too. Oh, you really? did? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, do I need to have watched all the Marvel movies to watch WandaVision? I would because watch I Endgame first. Endgame yeah, first. I haven't, I haven't seen last, it. The last Avengers what? movie. Because because I've only seen like a few of the movies, like, and I was trying to do that thing where I was gonna watch them all, but that didn't happen. You got you got Disney Plus now, Morgan. Yes, you can watch. All right. They actually put them in chronological order for you. I know. Yeah. How long is it going to take me? 85 hours. Um, not like you don't have time during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're not going out to the bars. <laughs> uh, actually, I am, but okay. <laughs> actually, I went listen, out to the bar. I'm not listen. even going to lie. On my birthday. I mean, but it's open until 10. Thing. Sorry. <laughs> Dianarius would have watched all the movies. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I think it's important that you, because you you have to know the backstory of of of, of some of these characters. I mean, Darcy for mm. once, um, you know, played by Kat Dennings. You know, she's got an important role because she's extremely smart in the world of astrophysics. Yeah. And she was one of the people brought in by Sword after Monica. Only in the movies. Uh, and attempted to solve what was going on in Westview. So. Her character annoys me on that show. Really? Yeah. Why? Oh, I don't know. It's just, it's just as annoying. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. <laughs> sorry, don't be sorry. Like, oh, I like her. I like her. Yeah. I think she's a. Uh, uh, but we don't know uh, Agnes because apparently she might be a character named Agatha Harkness, known for being Wanda's notable mentors, but that has not been confirmed yet. And we do know that the twins, Tommy and Billy, are Wiccan and Speed, respectively. Um, Wiccan is another witch-like powers, and a speed is what you would think—a um, speedster like her brother Quicksilver. <laughs> see, see, Marvel's really confusing, but you know DC, like they don't—they don't tie anything together at all. So you don't need to know anything when you watch their movies because nothing yeah. ties together. They'd be like, well, here's a, here's here's one Joker, and there's another completely different Joker. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I agree um, with that. I am going to have to pause for a second with you guys because okay. my birthday present is being delivered right now. Okay. We'll see you in a okay. minute, Snaps. So I'll be back in a minute or two. Is it a guy? Huh? Yeah, what's his name? Is he nice? Yeah. It's definitely is he a guy. Clean? Is he clean? <laughs> yes. Is he clean? Invite him Take his shoes off. He's very nice. Aww. He's a cutie pie. Is and he? it's a very big gift, so I like oh, need him to help me. <laughs> well, now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. We'll see you in a bit, Sabs. So. Maybe he'll ask. All right. Last I'll be back. right back. See you guys right. in a few. See. Yeah. yeah. So Disney has pop. signed. Big gifts, Sabrina. <laughs> Disney has signed Black Panthers Ryan Coogler to a five-year deal to um to work on a spinoff of. Black Panther that will center on the kingdom of Wakanda. So an entire Wakanda series on Disney plus. So that, that sounds really exciting. I mean, there's a lot of characters that you can focus on in that series. That should be pretty cool. Um, it's forking out the money for these shows. Yeah. As you know, they have to rewrite Black Panther too. Was um, that Morgan? I was going to say, so there, I mean, no more, I mean, they're not, like there will not, there won't be another Black Panther. There will like, be, there will be a Black Panther. They'll recast the role, yeah. 
Okay. They're not going to recast Bozeman's role. Right. But right. they but instead will shift the focus of the sequel to other characters. So no, yeah. they actually will not recast Black Panther. If anything, they'll focus on the other characters. Right. On a long enough timeline, there will be a new Black Panther. Well, like, right. It will take decade, it'll take it like a decade or so. I I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a touchy thing, you know. It, it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so Willow has a new director, so John Chu is now doing Wicked, yep. and now Jonathan Entwistle, um, gosh, who, uh, is known for his series The End of the Fucking World, and I Am Not Okay With This, uh, has been tapped to direct the pilot, oh, so. Well, I don't know what the hell movies they were, or shows. <laughs> Do you? I am not okay with this. Was um, I believe wasn't that the um, series on uh, uh, on Netflix with the girl from the It movie? I think I remember hearing about it, but I never. Yeah, you're all about the nostalgia on on the show. Uh, so Disney Plus has released the first trailer for the upcoming Mighty Ducks sequel, starring yeah. um, the original star Emilio Estevez. So. Uh, this will be Emilio, so entirely the new. Mighty Duck Man. Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> bunch of new young actors will be a uh, part of this new show. Chachi, we'll be checking it out. I know you were a fan of the movies, yeah. I don't know if I ever saw all of them. I think I might have seen just the first one. I well, saw all of them. Back in day. Yeah, <laughs> they're fun films. Um, check it out. It'll be good to see Emilio back in summon. Yeah. Also, Cheaper by the Dozen will be remade on Disney+. Plus. Really? Uh, Zach Braff has been cast in that. Um, Gabrielle Union will also uh, be on that, which centers on a multiracial blended family of 12. What the hell you say? I like, I like that. What hell I, I say? Like that. <laughs> uh, Three Men and a Baby will be remade, as we mentioned on... Um, oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> Zach Efron is starring in the feature. Yeah. What? Yeah. And Mo Morable will be directing. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Zach no. Efron, you know, I think we just don't know who the other two fathers are. It's the three men. You got, he's one of the three men. We don't know the other. A black guy and an Asian guy. You think <laughs> diversity? You yeah. think? Oh, yeah. Do they go for diversity? One trans, trans or... one female and male trans. Like, okay. I mean, one is definitely going to be a black guy. Like, right, hundred percent. <laughs> yeah. 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 and one's going to be gay. Either, yeah. Yeah. yeah, one's either going to be gay or like Asian or Latin or trans. You know how this yeah. works, without a doubt. If there's going to be, you know, if it happens to be three, like three straight white men in the in, in this movie, I'll blow all of you on the show. Like, I mean, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, but yeah. I'm not gonna happen. I am so glad we're in today's time because if you said that back in 1985, I would have been out the door. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would have left. I would have left you times. Uh, <laughs> over on Netflix, don't, we got Jay. Don't Jake. tie me to that. In case it's some kind of fluke or whatever, don't tie me to that. Like, they're all straight. All yeah. three straight white men. Right. Oh, right. Chachi. <laughs> you got you got to blow everybody. God damn. I don't know if that's... I'll give you a pass, buddy. I'm going to let you out of that contract. <laughs> I guess it's you and me, Morgan. 
stoned <laughs> and know what to say. I don't know either. I don't either. I'm, All right, so I'm blown away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on to Netflix, guys. J Lo, J Lo will be starring and producing an action film called The Mother, directed by Nikki Caro, who directed the live action Mulan. All right, yeah. an action film called The Mother. The Mother. Yes. Oh, live action Mulan. Okay. Yeah, she's the director's Mulan, yeah. Aggressively oh. picks up the kids from soccer practice. What's, what's the synopsis here? The synopsis yeah. is that Lopez is an assassin oh. who comes out of hiding to protect her daughter she gave up years oh. earlier. Yeah. Okay. I mean, J-Lo is kick-ass in that movie cool enough. Plot. Have you seen that movie enough? I haven't. Yeah. She good in that? Yeah, yeah, no, totally good. Like, she's <laughs> real good in that. And it's like, she has to, like, beat up, <laughs> beat up her, like, abusive ex-boyfriend. I just, yes. I just remember watching that and being like, I will learn from this if I have to. Right. I mean, yeah, it's a good thing. But, but, yeah, that's, I could see her as that. Yeah. Okay. I could see her as that. Yeah, that would be a good movie. Um, Amy Poehler has got a new movie called Moxie that will be on Netflix. Um, it's about her and her 60-year-old daughter tries to keep her, um, I guess, from harassment from or bullying from kids. Um, so, but it's it's your typical anti-bully movie, I guess, with a comedic twist. Um, <laughs> so. I don't Wait, know. which uh, one? What'd you say? Moxie. Moxie. Yeah, I saw a preview for that today. Actually, on our Facebook, always shows me like next Netflix movies. It, yeah. Hey, okay. I mean. Get a tune in. Maybe. Okay. It looked. I mean, it looked good. Maybe I guess. Polar. She's 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 a good comedic actress. I definitely. Yeah. Know the stuff she's done. I mean, I got I get the message, you know. I, I I thought it was good, but what kind of message did you infer? I just feel like sometimes, and I think we've talked about this on here, is that like the media or Hollywood is trying to like shove these like messages down our throat, and I I do think it's important for women and young girls to have a voice and to be who they are, and I think that's what this movie is going towards, but I kind of sometimes think like, it, it's like, well, what message are we sending? Because like one minute it's, well, don't be a stripper and don't be a whore. And then the next minute it's, well, Megan the Stallion and Cardi B and like, yeah. and it's like, well, women can be whatever they want. Well, well, Hey mom, do you want me to go to Harvard? Or do you want me to be like out here on the pole? So like I, yeah. as, as a woman who's, over 20 uh like i just remember like when i was in high school like i just remember my mom being like so-and-so looks like a slut like and now it's like she would ne <laughs> my mom would never like she would never use that word because she'd be like oh that's you know you don't want to say that and it's like i guess i just feel like there's still this like polarity of like well, you're a woman, so you can do whatever you want. But, like, if you want to get a corporate job, don't put all this shit on your Facebook or your Instagram. Right. So I think this movie is I – get, I get that they're trying to teach, like, the girls in high school. And, like, basically it's like the boys are running the show and they're, like, 
ranking the girls or whatever. And, you know, we all know that shit happens. But, like, I guess it just is kind of like, well, well, which is it? Like, should you be showing off your chest as a 16-year-old or should you be covering it up? Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. So the jock kids apparently are ranking the girls by their body parts and their their bangability. Right. Sabrina, you're Sabrina's on mute, so I can't hear what well, she's saying. Girls will never do that. Wait, do they? can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, yes. Sabrina's back. I wanted I to hear what you had to any say. Any of those conversations that me and him had. Okay. No, anyhow, <laughs> but I want to hear what you have to say about this. I was gonna say, um, I definitely used to wear scandalous shit when I was in high school, but I would wear it underneath my clothes so my parents wouldn't see what I had going on. But come <laughs> on. You all know how you were when you were 16. Like, right. half the people I've met lost their virginity at 16. Like, right. you know what's going on, all right? Number one. Number did two. You that, did you I wear think, shit in school? Like, did you wear it, like... I had a really big school, so yeah, I did. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is something I'm really looking forward to, guys. The Sandman. This is one of my favorite. Um, DC. So DC had a label called Vertigo Comics. So this is more of the mature readers. Um, and um, it centers on a character called Dream. And um, Morpheus and Dream are the same person pretty much. But um, it's got a heck of a cast tied into it. Um, Gwendolyn Christie. Brianna Toth. Uh, Tom Sturridge will be uh, playing the role of Dream. And uh, Charles Dance, another Game of Thrones alum, will be a part of the Sandman as well. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of mythology. Um, it's, 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 it's very, very dark and very deep, guys. Um, but um, and there's all kinds of different chapters within the Sandman um, story arc. But... Um, yeah, I mean it's uh, written by Neil Gaiman. If you're a fan of American Gods, yeah. um, uh, great, great writer. Yeah. Great. So you know, and um, Good Omens is his other show. Um, so yeah, I mean he's the comic book writer turned te- television film producer. You know, so uh, I think that's uh, pretty cool. Um, yeah, and Good Omens was gangster too. That was a phenomenal show. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it was. I haven't seen it yet, though. Oh, yeah, oh, that was so really good. good. I so good. I completely forgot what we were talking about. Oh, it was so good. It was yep. so, so yeah, Neil good. Gaiman, the career of the Sandman, guys. It's the same. Uh, and I, I really I wish I could explain it, but it's just uh, they have characters called Death and Morpheus. And mm-hmm. uh, it's um, it's just really deep, guys. I don't know. I, I, I really couldn't even describe that's what it is. Uh, Neil Gaiman writes really complex yeah, storylines. Yeah. You gotta yeah. pay attention. There's shows that like you can leave in the background when you clean your room. Exactly. You need to watch American yeah. Gods closely. Like, re- you need like to reality focus shows. On that shit. Yeah. yeah. That can be background noise, but when you're trying to, yeah. Yeah. Neil Gaiman you're, shows you gotta pay attention. <laughs> you have to pay attention. Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. Um, upcoming novel that will be adapted for Netflix is called The Midnight Club, based on Christopher Pike's novel, the same name. Towson University's own will be behind it. Um, Mike Flanagan. Chachi, I know that you're um, not a fan of Mike Flanagan because uh, he went to Towson U. Oh, yeah, and you, yeah. And you attended Towson U, and 
What was your reasoning again? I just hate anybody um, that graduated from Towson that's more successful than me. Ah, okay. You know, like anybody from Baltimore fair. or Maryland, totally anybody fair. from Towson. Totally fair. Yeah. yeah. Totally fair. 100% fair. All right. Like, like, like I want everybody to do horribly so I look better. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know who's, the, who's the guy that plays uh, Kylo Ren, Adam Driver? Adam yeah. Driver. Yeah, grew up, grew up like 10 minutes from me. Fuck that guy. Oh, did he? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Screw him. Screw him. Oh, wow. That's, That's actually not true. I'm rooting for the guy. Yeah, yeah. He grew up in Goshen, Indiana, man, like literally down the street from me. Uh, that's so that a is bit. a true story, but you didn't really know him that well. Oh, yeah, no, we didn't hang out. He was just like, he was from my hometown, yeah. Wow, oh, that's amazing. He's so um, much than I am. We didn't cross over. <laughs> well, you're friends with a, your neighbors of a Sith Lord, so that's kind of cool. Uh, we, you know, it's weirder, though. Uh, I do re- know really, really well Pete Buttigieg, the guy that ran for president on the Democratic side. Like, we oh, went yeah. to together for, like, eight years. He's a really small kid. I used to pick on him in gym class. Did you really? Were you a bully? Marty, you a bully. His name starts with booty. It's Buttigieg. You can't you, you, you beat up the, an eight-year-old. You used to beat up the gay kid? <laughs> Well, we didn't know that. It was way late. He didn't come out the way later. Oh, wow. <laughs> Normal hate. <laughs> it, was, it was not a hate crime. It was, it was right. based it wasn't on a hate crime back then. Yeah. You're just and a hate crime. had a funny crime. name. That's all. It wasn't a hate crime. It was a hate Nev Campbell has um, a leading role in a uh, series on Netflix called The Lincoln Lawyer. Just yeah, announced another that. remake. Yeah, remake. Or a book or something. Yeah, it's another remake. We already have The Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah. Oh, so you're familiar with The Lincoln Lawyer. Okay. Almost new material. Damn it. Yeah. Well, why, uh, don't, you, why don't you three write something? Damn it. And this is interesting. So they run their law practice in the backseat of their Lincoln Town car. Yeah, that was Matthew McConaughey. This is really Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it wasn't just, even that long ago, man. It's like 2011. Wow. No, I'm back. I had to connect through my phone. Okay, oh. Savvy what is. What's your gift? Um, he got me a bed frame. Oh. Oh. Gave it a guy to That's something That's for him to use. Well, he was like, "You're probably not going to get yourself one," and I was like, "That's true. I probably wasn't going to." Because okay. I made myself a nice little nook in the corner, um, I mean, just like yeah. a homeless person. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that stuff is nice. Like the practical stuff that you like don't want to spend your money on. That's actually a very nice gift. He should have whittled you a better phone. You sound horrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, can you hear me now? Is that better? That, yeah, that you sounds sound better. Okay. Thank you. That sounds a lot better Thank now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's a sweetie pie. Um, okay. Nice little change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Change from the, the, the previous? Yes. <laughs> Definitely a nice change from the previous. <laughs> and like, like three weeks later, I'm so done with this guy. Totally. <laughs> yeah, the story changes so drastically. I hope it works out, though. I, I do hope it works out. Seriously. You guys. <laughs> not you. All women do. He's not like all women do this. Like you see it on Facebook. <laughs> I, I do not do that. Anyone right, that I've dated has at least been for like six months to a year. 
I don't do All the right. whole, ooh, he's amazing. No. Until we see. Some girl, right. girl puts up a picture and we get finally found my forever man. And then all her friends are like, oh my God, love you guys together in perfect, whatever. Six months later, just got out of that toxic relationship. So hey, okay, dropped it. <laughs> oh, we knew he was wrong. <laughs> oh, you're so much better off. Everything is so much better. Or whatever I'm doing right now is exactly the right thing. <laughs> To a year, you think it could be the one. I mean, if you're talking three I, weeks, no. Total bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. to be fair, when was okay. the what yeah. the boyfriend I had before this guy? Before oh, we're not talking about you. We're talking in general. I was about to say because the last boyfriend I had was ten years ago. <laughs> no, this is not you. Don't take yeah, it first. This is guys this is that you would date and you would tell us about them, and then, uh, and then you'd hate them and, like, and, and two yeah. weeks later. Yep, that's true. That is definitely a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's such, a, such a heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. <laughs> oh, boy. So on Netflix. I like the way he chews. <laughs> I definitely had one of those, actually. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. <laughs> big head, big head, big head. <laughs> uh, did he dress like Miley Cyrus? Huh? No, I had one, obviously. You had, but you had I, one ex that dressed like Miley Cyrus on my birthday. On your birthday. A guy? He, she yep. had a guy dress up like Miley Cyrus and dance for me on my birthday. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, At Below the Belt Show WNBC Studios. And that was your present. Oh, Savvy. You're one of a kind. You're like, one of I remember a that. I came to every one of your birthdays. You like Smiley Cyrus. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And that was around the time of Wrecking Ball, I think. So. I must have blacked it out. You might have, yeah. <laughs> it was something definitely not to remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Netflix is killing it, man. They're doing um, a Sonic the Hedgehog 3D animated show. Oh, thank God. So, uh, 24 episode series on Sonic. My goodness. Did you I mean they had to retool the, the hedgehog? Like, they came out yes. with the initial. Oh, yeah. And it, and it looked stupid. Yeah. The new one is the new design was so much better. Yeah, definitely. He yeah. had like human teeth. Remember? Human teeth. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Weird. About that. It was horrible. Um, the Witch Boys, an animated musical feature based on the graphic novel. By Molly Knox Ostertag, and I bet the general knows about that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I certainly don't know. Yeah. All right, on HBO Max, Snyder well, they're Cut. Scraping, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel now for these um, comic book movies and shows. Like, they don't yeah. care what it is. They're like, oh, we had this shitty comic that came out in, like, 1976. I'll take it. I don't care what it is. Well. <laughs> it's about a, rock that, it's about a rock that talks, and he has a, um, a special power that makes it rain. Oh, yeah, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Sign me up. It's, it's an oversaturated market, but I'll tell yeah. you what, this this iteration is something that doesn't fall under that category, Chaji. It's Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder Cut, will be released nice. on um, March of 2021, March 18, 2021. Uh, let's see, John Cena is in production for The Peacemaker, which is a spinoff of... A Suicide Squad movie that's going to be released, a sequel with James Gunn. And he talked about one very arduous scene where he had to eat 40 empanadas in a row. Um, that's amazing. 40 that's empanadas. Arduous. I would love to eat 40 empanadas. Yeah, I, I, I know, right? I'm a fatty. 
Yeah, Watch that talked shit. about that on the um, Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show, uh, how he struggled at number 37, Empanada. Dang. But he, he, was, he was almost there at 40, but he struggled at 37. It sounds like a lot, but it also sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Empanadas are some delicious. Yeah. Man, yeah. Just fill it with anything. It's just amazing, right? Mm. Yeah. Yes, it um, is. Yes. And Joel Kinnaman, who's also in Suicide Squad, will have another project on HBO called In Treatment. It's a reboot. I'm not even familiar with the original In Treatment, yeah. but it's a re- reimagined series that brings a diverse trio of patients in session with go. the observant. Not, uh, not going to blow Brooke anybody Taylor, now. Dr. Brooke <laughs> Taylor, who is wrestling with her own issues in the half hour drama series. Okay. Um. All right, I know this is going to catch Sabrina's attention. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Doss Whedon's Buffy the Vampire Slayer fame. He's got his new show called The Nevers on HBO. And I'll tell you, the trailer looks amazing. Um, I know he's involved with the earlier episodes. But as you know, um, Sabby, he was embattered with um, some drama with Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg in Justice League. And yeah, it got weird, right? He I got accused weird. of yeah. inappropriate or just bad behavior. They didn't even say what it was, um, but just verbally abusive behavior is all we know about. And they settled on, on some, some, I guess, outside, the undisclosed amount. I don't know how, how they took care of it. But uh, yeah. Joss had stepped away from the series, but... From the trailer, it looks really cool. The show looks really uh, cool. Very, very good at storytelling and yeah, um, like plot evolution and character evolution. So I'm not surprised that it's 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 seeming like it's going to be amazing. Right, and sadly, he has that those uh, personal slash professional issues that's made him have to leave the show, but. Um, but the show's about a group of Victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities. So Victorian era Love it. women with superpowers. So there you Love go. Love it. Love everything yeah. about it. So it sounds like a cool idea. Yeah. So Amazon, well, Love really. superpowers that they um, shave their armpits. Oh, wow. Some of them do. Did they not do that in the Victorian era? I don't know. Did they? No, I think I thought, that, I thought you were referencing Deadpool. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, on Amazon Prime, a really quick Jeff Bezos, uh, no longer the CEO of Amazon. He's handpicked his successor in Andy Jassy. God. Um, How's he going to find work? Does <laughs> it need to work? At this, at that, honestly, at, as, as how much money he has now, or even a while ago, he could be the mailroom clerk, and it wouldn't matter, quite yeah. honestly. No, he's, he's right. No, but I think it doesn't he's matter just, what position he has. I think he's just changing his um, position in the company, right? He's going to be. Um, yeah, he's going to be executive chairman. Yeah, whatever that is, he's going to be that. He, maybe he just doesn't want the CEO responsibilities, and just wants to kind of be a little less stressed out. I don't know. He's yeah, the richest um, man in the world. Like, why bother at this point? Right. You know, like, but as you like, know, like, yeah. Like that's true. I give him props for bring, making Amazon Prime a streaming contender yeah. because we're getting one of my favorite movies of all time, favorite comedies of all time, 
a much anticipated sequel, Coming to America 2. Yes. Um, King Akeem, Eddie Murphy uh, is coming back. Um, and then we have Arsenio Hall. James Earl Jones will be back. A lot of the original cast will be back for this sequel, guys. Um, and I'm not really surprised that, you know, King Akeem had a son and he's finding out about it 30 years later. What I'm more shocked about is that King Akeem actually had sex with Leslie Jones. <laughs> That's the right <laughs> over there. <laughs> oh, burn. Oh, burn. <laughs> but, uh, as you know, she plays the mother of the, of, uh, of, uh, Eddie's or, uh, King Akeem's, um, new son that he was not aware of. So, mm-hmm. so Did Eddie Murphy pick, that, pick up that prostitute that one time that, um, Yes, he did. Was, was it like a transsexual or something? Yes, but you th- so, you figured the the king would have more discerning taste. The king, the king probably would. Right, king Akeem, right. right. <laughs> well, you never can tell these days. Like me and Martin said, some of those yeah, trannies would be sexy as shit. <laughs> I don't think he said that, but he didn't say those exact words. But <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's not, don't don't misquote the man now. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon yeah. has an anthology. It's going to be on your Facebook profile under your name. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you yeah. You got to see the before yeah. and after um, challenge. But, the, but this movie looks hilarious. I think it's keeping with the same kind of humor. Trail looks yeah. great, guys. Like, so funny. Oh, I'm so excited. Them in the barbershop all busting on each other, and then the one guy talks about like the um, the kids in Africa with the flies around their um, face, and everybody gets all offended. And they're like, "Oh, you can't you can't joke about that." And then, you know, and they're all like, just like getting, getting ready to like um, beat them up or something. And it was hilarious. It's like, oh, it's hysterical. Yeah, and is, the the, the opening trailer was one of my favorite jokes because it was like the barbershop guys who are played by Eddie and Arsenio, and then. You know, uh, King Akeem goes and says, yeah, I'm, I'm coming to look for my son, you know, 30 years later. And they ask him, oh, so what are you giving the mother on child support? He's like, I'm not giving any child support. He's like, and you came back 30 years, you idiot. <laughs> After not <laughs> failing child support for 30 years. <laughs> and you know, came like, back. Like, it's funny. <laughs> I thought it was like funny. Old, old school Eddie Murphy, there was like probably nothing funnier. So like, yes. I think you get back to that. Like the last... The last movie he did that I thought was was hilarious um, was the movie Life, which I thought was very underrated. Not Dolomite. Dolomite. Well, I mean, the recent movie, yeah, Dolomite was was really funny. But before that, like he started doing all, all these child movies, and most of them just weren't funny. But he stepped up, yeah, a little bit. But then he, I think he's back. I think Eddie, the yeah, fuck you, man, is back. Yeah. I didn't like a lot of the child movies he did. You no, didn't like no, Bobby no, no. Professor. Yeah. Was good. Um, no, that was a good one. That, that was good. All right. Oh, like Doctor Doolittle. No, not Doctor like Doolittle. Doolittle. Yeah, that, that's that's the start of his, you know, his. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, like Beverly Hills Cop, like Coming to America, like all the classics. Trading places. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming to America, definitely. What was the one? The Golden Child. Golden Child was amazing. Golden yeah. Child was fantastic. Yeah. But yes, I cannot wait, Chachi. March fifth, coming number two. America. Yes. Um, the there sequel, the much anticipated sequel. Um, let's see. Amazon has a anthology series called Solos with Morgan Freeman, Anne Hathaway, Helen Mirren. Wow. Anthony Mackie. 
Dan Stevens, Constant Wu. Um, it's a seven-part anthology series described as exploring the deeper meaning of human connection as explored through the lens of the individual. So uh, stories and different perspectives from a moment in time. So each actor, I guess, will have one episode, I guess. I don't know. You had me at Morgan Freeman. I don't know what the hell that um, description was, but... Yeah, very, another very... Just say Morgan Freeman's in it, and that's fine. That's enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see it if Morgan Freeman's in it. Right, that's all we need yep. to know. Uh, let's see. Nicole Kidman uh, has a television series uh, based on Maria Sadal's European cinema's label-winning Hope. Um, and, it's about time. Um, it is about time for this. Yeah, are you excited about that one? Yes, yes. It's an adaptation it's... acquired by Amazon Studios. So. Yeah. Something to look forward to there. Um, Tim Robbins is replacing Rain Wilson in Amazon's forthcoming The Power series. Uh, apparently, Rain had to step back because of the de- uh, production delays and, and other scheduling issues. So, what the hell else is he doing? I, yeah. Exactly, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he's in an office reunion, uh, that's yeah. for sure. Um, and on Apple TV, Anne Hathaway and Jared Leto um, signed up to star in Apple's scripted We Work project. Um, it's based on a podcast. What's it called? called? We, we Woke? We, we work. Not We Woke, <laughs> okay. but We Work. Oh, We Work. Okay. We Work, okay. yeah. Mm. Uh, I was going to say Apple TV. Yeah, it's a, the, the fall and rise, the rise and fall, rather, of one of the most valuable startups. So, um Interesting. It's got an African Jared Leto. It's got two people from the DC universe. Anne Hathaway played Catwoman, and Jared Leto infamously played one of the iterations of Joker, which yeah. was probably he didn't. Uh, one of the iterations. I didn't say it was the best, but it was I'm not no, it's him definitely credit. not. He never played the Joker. It never happened. It didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I, don't, I don't even really blame him for that. Like, I mean, it, like, I didn't like the look of it at all, but he could have. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he could have pulled it off if he was given a chance. Like he wasn't. That movie wasn't even focused on the Joker. Yeah. So. yeah I know you're right. Like the, a lot of people went into making that version of the Joker bad, right? You have, like yeah. costume design. You have you have you know director of cinematography. You're right. It's not just his fault. Yeah, I mean, he could have pulled it off easily. That entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that movie. And um, before we uh, take a break for the classic cut. Three um, reboots from the 80s um, oh, will shit. be coming back. First of all, Punky Brewster, um, which is what? an 80s sitcom. The trailer just dropped for that, which we'll see. I love Soleil, that shit. Soleil Maroon Fry will be reprising her role. So, as what? As Soleil Maroon Fry. And yeah, she's the mom Brewster, now. Yeah. She's the mom now, so she she takes in a, a girl as a foster uh, daughter. Is it a girl? Is she trans? It's a girl. Is she... No, what she <laughs> does she does it to um, Hispanic kids. I mean, <laughs> wait, what is she doing to Hispanic kids? What did she is do? Paraplegic in a she wheelchair. Dots, um, no, no, seriously, but she dotted two Hispanic kids in in the um, show. Ah, that's still, right. But her her friend. Um, with a cherry, yeah, cherry, 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 cherry Johnson. She's Will still in it. She's Isaac. in it with her kid, and her real name is Cherry. In real so life, the, yeah. I, um, mean, and I mean, you know, I mean, I'm happy for Slay Moon Fry. She wants to work. I'm, you know, more power to yes. her. I don't know, I don't know who was ever clamoring to see Punky Brewster back again. But you will watch. I know you'll watch. No, I don't know if I watch it. I don't know. 
Like, that was my shit back in the day, dude. I yeah. love Funky Brewster. Right. Yeah, so like, that's still good, too. Yeah. Like, like she, to us in the 80s. Like, why is that relevant now? Well, let's be yeah. honest. She they have no idea. Wonder Years. Exactly. Well, you know, there's Wonder Years is getting. Uh, that's uh, is wow. that the rebooting the Wonder Years. Yeah. You guys are upsetting me now. And it will be a black family in the 60s. So getting a little that's woke on that one. Um, what? What? Okay. But um, Fred Savage will be directing the reboot pilot, and oh, although because he, he knows all about black life in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> and the last reboot. Like, and, uh, Are they changing the title, right? Aren't they changing the title for that series? Um, so far, it's Lee Daniels produced "quote unquote" Wonder Years. Well, I thought they were going to change it to the to the Stevie Wonder Years. See. Oh wow. Oh. Too soon. I love oh. Stevie Wonder. And the last reboot. No, listen, listen, I don't mind. I don't mind a reboot. Just change the name of it to something else. This one's a revival. Like, this last oh, one is a revival. Yeah, make a new story. Like it doesn't need yeah, to it's be a new like, show. The yeah. Wonder yeah. Years, the black version. But the black like, years it could be interesting. That's an entire reboot. Punky oh, Brewster is a revival. revival. And this yeah. one is also a revival. It's Frasier. Frasier is on the work oh, of Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. That's the problem, though. Is that the uh, the Wonder Years was this nostalgic look back at this beautiful right. time? Black right. people are not having a great time in the sixties. In the sixties, right. yeah, definitely right. not. So you're gonna get some socialist social. I bet you there's gonna be some asshole white people in that series. I bet. See, I remember yeah. as a child in the eighties watching the Wonder Years with my parents, my mother who's black, my father who's white, and this was when I was little, so I didn't really know. A whole lot about racism. I mean, I, there were some that I saw, but like, yeah, that yeah. was like, it was a fun, good show. I don't remember there ever being like really sad parts. It was like you sat yeah, down yeah. with your family to watch it, and like, I just feel like nowadays it's like everything has to be a lesson, or like, why does it always have to be depressing? Like, this is why I specifically like only like comedies and fun things because the world around us. Is is awful, terrible. So can we <laughs> something right. like fun and nice and like yes. I I don't know like you're like Martin you're right like that was yeah there was some good times like music and dance and like black people were like you know thriving in some areas but like yeah it was not a great time so like you're just yeah. you're just making a show that's gonna show like more injustice like. Yeah, and yeah. Takes place Baldwin, in, what he thinks about the 60s. Jesus. Well, the show takes point. place in, like, Alabama, too, I think. So one right. of those areas that's going to yes. be, like, I mean, I mean I'd rather right. see, like, a, a story about, like, a, you know, a, kind of like a affluent black family who is like, doing well and, like, just so happens to be having like kids that are falling in love and going to school. Right. Sure thing really quick. I'm so sorry. Family, so, Sabrina... But, Sabrina, 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 really quick, yeah, before yes. you say what you're going to say, we're, we're going to have you take us to a classic cut break because it's your yeah. birthday. You get to pick the classic cut song this week. And okay. Martin, you get the closing cut. And Sabrina, this is Chachi handing over the reins for for wow. my classic cut to you as, as, a, as a present, a virtual present on this glorious I day of yours. You love me. Uh, Sabrina, I love you. 
Sabrina, take it away and introduce the classic cut. All right. So the classic cut is from not from one of Mariah Carey's newer albums, but I mean, it is from one of her newer albums, but we're talking like three albums back from here. Although I'm pretty positive that nobody's heard it before because okay. nobody follows Mariah like a stalker like I do. Um, so anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> this song is called Ribbon and it's by Mariah Carey and The Dream produced it. Oh. Awesome. So this is more of a cool cut because it's not too old of a song. But nonetheless, we will be back on BTB after Mariah Carey Ribbons. That was Mariah Carey. Ribbons. So why why that song in particular, Sabrina? Um, I love it. I just love it, and I I was either that or inseparable. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I just love any Mariah. meaning, any meaning, or the lyrics mean anything specific. No, or... I just figured I should pick that one because it's like wrapped up, wrapped up, ribbon with a bow on it. And I was like, and it's me and Martin's birthday, so ribbon with a bow on it. Oh, good. I love the birthday time. I, I love it. I have to re-listen to that. Yeah, I, I feel like I've heard it, but I don't know. Well, so you heard it on Below the Belt Show. <laughs> Theoretically, you would already have heard it. So It was ringing a bell, yes. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about The Bachelor, Your Grace, because you're uh, known yeah. for your tweets. You've been following The Bachelor every week. Um, the One of the most insane characters was Queen Victoria. The girl literally came on. The, her grand entrance was very regal. Uh, she had a crown. That like your grace <laughs> claimed to be the queen, but she I mean, was really she was really far from a queen, wasn't she, Morgan? I I can't remember exactly how old she was. Um, and they never said what her job was. Did you notice that? Pal? Just the queen, yeah. Like, so, I mean, a part of really is that someone's 
a part of me really respected her for her for the way that she just like stayed true to like everything that she was like she really held on to that i'm a queen victoria's queen um and she really like thought that she was everything she thought that everyone else was what she was beneath her yeah and she was not the prettiest girl on the show. She let's, let's not. See. And she often looked very tired or strung out or something. Like I was like yeah. genuinely concerned. And like if you if you go through Twitter on Mondays, like people are like, she is not well. She doesn't look good. Like right. is she sleeping? Whatever. So like on one hand, you're concerned because you're because some people were like, this is mental illness in its finest. Right. And on the other hand, you're like, she's just a crazy bitch. Um, and I mean, you saw firsthand that she lied multiple times. And again, like I have not been following the series, like for the last, however many 18, whatever, like, but you're invested in this season. I'm invested in this season, but it's also funny because the guy, Matt, he's, he was never on the show. So usually the person that is the bachelor or the bachelorette have already gone through this process. Right. So they understand how it works. He thinks that all these girls are angels and that whatever anyone tells him is gospel. So, like... He's a little naive on that end. He's very naive and he kind of annoys me. Um, I, <laughs> are, are you sad to see the queen go? I mean, even though she no. was hated, she was entertaining to a degree. I mean, but, okay, so, like, you got to look at it like this. Like, are we watching this show because we... We love love, and we genuinely want to see people together. I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, at the, but like at the end of the day, at my core, like I do think that we all should have love, and like I really do believe that. But the reason I never watched this show and never went on it is because I don't feel that this is a genuine process. Right. It's hard. It's cheap and tawdry. It is yes, tawdry. It what is, but it's also fascinating. What? Wait, are we talking about The Bachelor now? Yes. But it is fascinating because some of these, like, and as most of us on here are, like, actors and performers, like, it is fascinating because some of these people come off as real genuine. Like, I I, I almost can't tell who's who's acting and who's not. Um, But I'll tell you what, like, if I went on that show, like, I mean, who knows what personality would be coming out because... I think we're ready for our special guest of the evening, guys. Definitely. That's His welcome. His hair is fabulous. Like, <laughs> oh, thank you. You got similar hair, Morgan and Albert. So we have a guest <laughs> yeah. that has my namesake because I'm an Albert as well. Oh. Al Sotos. <laughs> and we have Albert Nicholas. So we have actor extraordinaire from CW's Nancy Drew, Nickelodeon's The Astronauts. He's been on Lucifer. He's been on Supernatural. He's been on a lot of TV shows, guys. We welcome Albert Nicholas on Below the Belt Show. Thank Good to have you. Can we just backtrack one second? When I came in, we were all in some kind of jungle for a second. Is that right? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we're not yeah. supposed to have the jungle. jungle. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was having the jungle, still look, too. Still look like the jungle? I don't know. Now now it's I, I, I rejigged it to the grid view, and now everybody's in their respective yeah. places. But okay, I kind of missed the jungle. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm,
cue the Guns N' Roses song, but uh, nonetheless, <laughs> Albert, it's good to have you on You're Blue right. the Thanks Bell Show again. Me. You're my namesake because we have the I same name, so you know I'm I a never meet, I almost never meet another Albert. My dad's an Albert, and that's yep. about all I know. So my dad's an Albert as well. So Is there that you right? Go. Okay, well there yeah. you go. Just that, just that Albert, right? <laughs> That's, that's right. Only, yeah. That's yeah. the only other Albert. Yeah. <laughs> do you go by do you go by Albert or Al or another just any short yeah. uh, Al or Albert's fine. Uh some people try to throw in a Bert every now and then. That doesn't uh that's I, my usually, dad. I, I usually don't pick it up, yeah. but uh yeah. Yeah. My bat my dad took the Bert, I took the Al. That's there right. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? My my first name is actually my first name is actually Albert Nicholas. So um, it's a, it's a hyphenated name. I just ended up splitting them up for uh, my career. But uh, so you know, my mom would always. She's the only one who calls me Albert Nicholas. So and I know I've done something bad when that happens. So that <laughs> yeah, when you get the full name, that's what that's you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Albert Nicholas. Yeah, you got to put extra underwear on. It's, yeah. <laughs> Albert, what is your nationality? Uh, I'm a mix of a few things. Uh, my dad's Lebanese, um, and my mom is Vietnamese and French. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's and right. Play, and you play a character like Javier. I play a lot Latino. of a lot of Latino, um, <laughs> yeah. which uh, I mean, it's amazing to be able to represent, you know, any kind of ethnicity in that sense. Yeah. Um, sure. But. And you know what? I've I've had to. I don't speak Spanish, but I've had to learn a little bit. Um, don't don't quiz me on it. I'm still not that great. Um, <laughs> and I've had to actually, you know, even sing some a song. Martin, Bar- Bar- you know about that, right? Having a, a Latin name but not speaking yeah. as much Spanish. <laughs> and I, I'm Mexican. I'm a quarter Mexican, so every now and then I get cast in something, and right. people assume you speak Spanish. Yeah. And then, yeah. I don't know if this your experience. No one gets more upset than Latin women. They're like, you know, speak Spanish. Like, I, I know Spanish. <laughs> oh, you don't speak Spanish. It's so bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually part Lebanese, but you never know it. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Except yeah, for I the mean, grape leaves in your fridge, right? Oh, the uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Albert, you were just on Nancy Drew last week. Congratulations on um, a, a really creepy role. Like you're yeah. a go- you're a ghost. You're a supernatural. Being. That's right. Yeah, I came in as um, there was a series of ghosts that uh, Nancy Drew kind of encountered encountered through the first season, and then we came back yeah. in season two to kind of to close it up. Um, kind of, it's it was definitely a cool role though because um, it was the first time that I I got to go back in time and kind of be in the seventies. They really straightened yes. my hair and tried to make me yeah. look. Uh, kind of into the 70s even gave me some of those sideburns um, you think so the was, hair was instrumental in getting cast for the role I, you know what i joke around about this for uh whenever i go into hair and makeup and i always say let's face it i'm here because of my hair but fantastic i've got to say that oh thank you so much yeah you know usually they straighten it which is mm-hmm. really weird but um I got lucky that in the last couple of productions I've done, they've left it uh, curly because. Um, yeah, know. it's fantastic. Yeah, I know all about that. I mean, <laughs> I have a lot of wigs because I'm just like, look, I can just yeah. big on. Right. Oh, my Straightening shit. it takes a long time. Right, right, Mine right. You can't see it right now because I'm not on. Uh, for some reason, my video cut out, but. Uh, I have super crazy curly hair. 
Uh, is that right? Yeah. Are, are they like the very, very tight curls? Because mine, I yeah. mean, mine in the back gets super tight. And then in the front, probably because I play around with it all the time, it, it starts like straightening out. So, or who yep. knows, maybe it's a, it's a different ethnicities kind of going around. Yeah, that could be a conflict of the battling ethnicities. And that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, yeah, very cool episode. I mean, you had this. I mean, it already the episode already aired, so I guess we could talk a little bit about it. But uh, uh, the the last part towards the end of the the second episode, I I love that that uh, that eerie uh, group um, just uh, composition of of the five ghosts. Yeah, you know. yeah, and you know they have a cool thing on the show where they yeah. it, it, they have this interesting thing where they keep the show kind of light in tone, and there's actually quite a bit of comedy that they put in the leads. And but every now and then they just they kind of stick this very creepy atmosphere in it, and I think that kind of creates a show that um, I think that's why people actually really like it because it's not always so creepy in your face, but um, every now and then they do kind of throw that in. So you were on season one and episode 12. I think that's when your character was introduced, right? That's right. Yeah. 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 But they, at the time, we didn't know we, you were a ghost. That's right. Yeah. You know, even initially when I auditioned for this, I had no idea. Um, ah, I, I Sometimes they give you very limited information, right? So um, I actually had no idea until I got to the wardrobe and they started fitting me in all these this this clothing and I, I kind of asked him like what is going on I, I I need to catch up on this I, I actually <laughs> don't know what's happening um, yeah. but then then I ended up being in the uh, insane asylum there and uh, and kind of showing up for a little portion on that first episode so you just I like got a question for you crazy. about that <laughs> yeah, that's like... yeah so if you get sides like that every now and then on audition I'll get sides that I just don't understand at all. You're right, yeah. But then I get nervous about asking because if they wanted me to know something, they would have said something. Do you ask about confusing sides, or do you just roll with it? Um, I, I think that's honestly I gauge that. My answer to that would be that I gauge that depending on what room I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually right. I actually used to work as a casting assistant here in oh, Vancouver, cool. so. Um, like I've, you know, I, I saw the ins and outs of, of being on the other side of, of the audition process. And I think, to be honest, if you have, if there is a question and you are confused, usually the smartest idea is to ask. Um, and, but I get you, you know, you get nervous and sometimes I'd read, you know, you read the room and you're just not really sure. Maybe it depends on the scale of the project, you know, yeah, yeah, reading I mean, for Scorsese <laughs> or, you know, micro budget independent, you know? Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, sometimes they don't give you the whole, they don't, they don't give you the actual story until they're filming it. So they're just giving you sides to see like yeah, what you're going to do with them. That's I right. had one, like I had one uh, script that was just bizarre and it was about killing someone that stole my hot dog and it was just, it was just bizarre. And I just kind of went with it like I, I was a serial off. killer or something. It was just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, oh, sorry. What were you going to no, say? No, 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 no. Please. If well, you had a... No, I was just going to say that there's, even to, to, to speak to that, there's some times where even getting on set, I mean, I, I've had some friends who, um, you know, one friend was on, uh, I'm now, I'm blanking on this show. 
what's the show, the Avengers show? Is it WandaVision? Uh, I'm blanking on the name. I, it's going to come back to me, but she was on it. And even being on set, they still wouldn't tell her the full story because it's so under wraps sometimes yeah. that uh, she only talk about got... WandaVision? No, yeah. no. The, the Avengers uh, television series? Yeah, it's... Um... Wasn't there... Um... What was the other Agent one? Carter. Oh, oh, oh uh, to Agents of uh, Agents, Agents, Agents of Shield. Shield. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yes, yeah. that's the one. And um, they really only gave her the information that was specific to her, and that's it. Oh, so okay. it's kind of crazy sometimes how little information they will give you if the show is so under wraps, right? Right. And that's the thing about this mm-hmm. uh, Nancy Drew. It's a a reimagining of Nancy Drew. This is not the Nancy Drew books you read as a kid. I mean, there's supernatural elements to the show. Mm. Were you familiar with any of the um, previous like iterations of Nancy Drew? Like, I know they had Emma Roberts in a movie. Um, you pretty much had to throw out all that out the window for this series because it's completely different, right? It's quite different. Yeah, I yeah. actually I, I had never watched the original ones. I was familiar with just uh, like I knew I knew about them, but I wasn't familiar to the point where I had to kind of rejig my brain about it. Right. Um, never read all the books as a kid. I actually didn't. <laughs> no. Um, I, you know, I I also I actually didn't start speaking English until just before high school so when i grew up like a lot of the books i don't even i'm sure nancy drew is in french but a lot of the books that i read were (laughs) kind of the french inspired ones um and even then i can't even remember them very much but um but yeah wow so french was your first language that's right yeah french is is my first language and yeah let me tell you sometimes Every now and then, the accent wants to pop out. Every now and then, there's I just a strong accent, too. I, That's a big I, one. I would not have guessed that, but I don't uh, think oh, anybody would ever mind. <laughs> oh, if, if, if it just comes out just a little bit, yeah, I know. Do you dream in French, or do you dream in English? <laughs> you know what? Both. Really? Wow, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it goes on both. And then when I first started speaking English, I, you know you have that thing... I, I, where question. you, um, you know, you'll someone will speak to you in English, or at the times mm-hmm. people would speak to me in English, and I'd have to think in French, yeah. translate okay. it over. And now uh, I, that doesn't happen anymore. But um, wow, you know, and I see a theme with a lot of your projects: Lucifer, X Files, Supernatural, Nancy right. Drew. Right. They all have the supernatural. Uh, magical, mystical, you know, element elements. To it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's the hair, but that's that'd be the false because for a while I was actually I had a shaved head for a long time. So, yeah. are you a fan of that genre of of? Uh, you know, I I like creepy. Um, yes. I'm actually I'm it's actually not... a huge fan of horror movies too. So okay. I, I'll I'll watch the cheesy ones. I'll watch the bad ones. Um, the supernatural. Honestly, I'm sure you've heard this before. If you've spoken to some an actor in Vancouver, it's kind of like a, a rite of passage to uh, the uh-huh. city, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it, it's a great show to be on. I mean, you have like 20 seasons to, to audition for the show. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you eventually you know, have to get on, right? <laughs> exactly. By the end of it, they're wondering like, we we better get more actors in here. Um, <laughs> you know, they're gonna start recycling actors, but. 
uh, yeah, that and X Files, such phenoms of shows that were filmed in Vancouver, right? Yeah, is there like a franchise that you'd love to be on? Ooh, franchise that I like to be on. I can see you on Stranger Things. Stranger Things would be cool. Um, you know, I you, Although, you I, know, know what I haven't I'm seen. I haven't seen any Arrowverse. I know a lot of the Arrowverse shoots in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, I've auditioned a bit for the Flash, mostly actually. Um, okay. cool. I I helped out on uh, Supergirl, where um, actually this was actually kind of a cool gig, where I wasn't I wasn't actually on camera. I was helping out because uh, Brainiac, uh, Brainiac Jesse Rath, who plays Brainiac needed there's an episode a couple episodes where he plays like five different versions of himself and he oh, needed man. again someone who sort of looked like him to play opposite him and again i got booked on that one probably because of my hair i'm not gonna lie <laughs> um, but i'd love to actually get on if possible onto the new uh superman lois yes also I filming mean, up here and you know i was a huge fan of lois and clark when i was younger oh yeah me too Right. It, so if I can get on that show, that Which would be Which character great. would you would you feel that you feel could, that you could portray? portray? That's uh, uh my God. There's so many Superman Old characters. Dean Cain. Hey, Old Dean Cain. Good on that. <laughs> he was honestly. I'd love to be a villain. Yeah. I really love to be a villain. I I kind of a lot of the roles I've played kind of have an edge in that sense. It's always more fun. It is I'm more always like, a bad guy. It's be, always more fun. Always uh, more fun it, to be a bad guy. It, it is. It really is. It's just there's so, so much, much more flavor fun. to it. I don't know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, the 100. Um, another great uh, show. Tell us about an experience on that show. Um, the 100. Yeah. It's such a. I mean, again, that's a, a show that has so many fans. Uh, went on for quite a bit of seasons. I had the pleasure of being on season five for a couple of episodes. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you get on these shows and they're... It's such a well-oiled machine because they've been doing it for so long. You know, you talk, right. you're talking about Supernatural. You're talking about X-Files. When I got on X-Files, that was season, oh my, I don't even know at this point. It was one of the later seasons. And then season five of The 100, they, they get to a rhythm. You just, you get to learn so much. And I learned a lot on The 100 um, just in terms of how fast they shoot. Um, and yeah, I just... I was very fortunate to be on it. I wonder if the, the you say how fast they shoot because a lot of the CW shows uh, have 24 uh, episodes. <laughs> so I, yeah. I don't know if they're in a, like a tight time crunch because I know someone like a Ruby Rose couldn't handle the Batwoman schedule. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because of the, the grueling hours. Um, yeah. um, but do you find that they tend to rush scenes maybe because they're under a lot of time restraints? Um. I think it's more that they, they, it almost becomes like a formula to them, right? They know exactly yeah. they get how in the rhythm. They, yeah, exactly. They get in the rhythm, they get in the pocket, and they start trusting, especially for actors, you know, the leads that have been there for so long. The leads start knowing the story almost better 
than than, than most people because they're they're living it like almost every day with the with the writers and the execs and everything. So they get in such a rhythm that they can actually shoot these shows in nine to eleven you know eleven days. Wow. Um, and I, actually, I think that there's some a lot of these CW shows are starting to slowly go down from that 24 23 24 episode series to uh, 10 to 13 That's um yeah. yeah and then, then they end up being it's able to put quality. exactly a better budget into it right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Qual- quality over quantity exactly, exactly. yeah mm-hmm. i think that Can even you, with, if, martin and sorry if you if you because you've worked on a lot of great shows is there a favorite uh cast that you got to work with or a favorite filming experience that you had um there's a couple um i just shot the astronauts last year which is probably is definitely up there um one before that that i would say that's a a show that was also very um popular was lucifer Mm -hmm. Uh, that's that was one of my favorite ones as well uh I, i mean getting to work with amy garcia she was she was just such a gem and mm-hmm. um, th- there was just something about that role, I think, that also spoke to me a little bit more. It had some kind of um, edge to it that I, I really like. Cool. So, yeah, I, I'd say that The Astronauts 2 was was amazing. So I guess let's talk a little bit about The Astronauts. Um, tell us about, uh, I guess, how you got involved. I guess you wowed the audition room. And uh, I got to chance to watch your scene in uh on youtube the first episode is actually on available on youtube oh awesome um and uh, yeah you're working in the uh i guess the nasa control room that's right the helio they they named it the helios control room um yeah. and cool. i'm the flight activities officer the show honestly this show is so beautifully shot um it's visually it's so stunning and so cinematic um and obviously with the people that were behind it with you know ron howard and brian grazer and uh dean and all these people that were behind it it's not a surprise that it was so visually stunning the kids do an amazing job um and a lot of the all the parents actually all those uh actors are local from vancouver Right. And I I knew a couple huh. of them, so it was almost like working just with friends and kind of getting on set. It was it was definitely an amazing set atmosphere because there's some kind of you know when when I've done a lot of roles where you come in just as a day player or a couple of days right for a couple of episodes right. and there's there's something to be said about how there's this feeling sometimes of being slightly an outsider coming in and then just leaving. Right. And I think having these, I I was fortunate to be on eight episodes for this one and um, having that, it it becomes a family. Um, Yeah. That's the main difference between um, day player to, to co-star to guest star to recurring, which I guess your role would be recurring, right? Yeah. This one was a recurring guest star. Yeah. Yeah. And fantastic yeah i come from a theater background too so when i'm used to having uh, do you two, you do too yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I teach shakespeare i'm, I'm full-on nerd oh wow <laughs> that's awesome that's 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 yeah. amazing that so then you i mean yeah. you you'd understand i mean you guys would understand that like there's 
you get to rehearse with your with the cast for so long and it, that really becomes a family so um that's something that's important to me when I now as my career is moving forward I I like to to get on shows for for much longer so that I can build that rapport with people very good that makes sense right yeah theater is way more of a conversation right like Mm -hmm. you're in the theater you're having that back and forth with the audience that's right did you uh I gotta did you geek out when you met Ron Howard did you have a moment I didn't get to meet him because uh, he, you know, we were also shooting through um, through the pandemic, so ah. there's a lot of people that stayed behind um, in LA, and the rest moved up. But I initially, when I initially auditioned for this, I didn't even know he was attached to the project. So when I found out, <laughs> yeah, for sure. When I found out, I and, and I knew, I, like, I knew I booked it, and then I found out. I, I just had this look on my face. I just couldn't quite. Um, I, I couldn't quite put my head uh, around it. Uh-huh. Interesting. Wow, that that's amazing. Uh, yeah, Ron Howard is, is he's a, oh, he's yeah. a, I mean, both in acting and then you know turning his career into directing. I mean, he's had yeah. such a heck of a career. That's For awesome. Sure. Yeah. What what can you tell us? Is, has season two of Astronauts been uh, announced yet or greenlit? Uh, Are they said anything? Not that I know of. Um, okay. Unless it has, and I haven't read anything yet. Um, nothing okay. I know, but I, I mean, fingers crossed. Um, that would be amazing. Uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> what would you like to see with your character? Uh, where would you like to see your story arc go? Uh, well, of Charlie. Yeah. So I think you know, because I a lot of the parents that um, that are. Uh, on the show some of them are actually astronauts and their kids are the ones that are out in outer space right so i'm really there to really support them and and support the kids through the storyline and um i think that leaves a lot of opportunity actually as the show progresses for me to become an even bigger part in supporting that as they may find you know maybe they find their way out of the NASA control room, who knows? I don't really know where the story would go, but um, it leaves my character that opportunity to become slightly uh, more integral in supporting them and supporting director Bellows, right? Which is played by Natalie Bolt. Did you have any um, extra challenges or blessings working with kids? Um, so again, I'm, uh, I didn't get to work with the kids. Uh, oh yeah. I, guess yeah I, I, I was, I was actually the only one who really didn't because, uh, I, um, almost everything that I have to do that's perhaps with the kids on screen is all green screen. So, uh, um, but I didn't meet them. They, they're a great bunch. They're, I mean, they're wonderful actors, young actors, and they've got such a great energy about them. Awesome. Let's talk about some of your feature film work. Work uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, yeah. You're the tower guard on that. Um, how was that experience in, uh, as far as being on an, um, just a gigantic set? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, that this, kind of movie, that scale of a movie. Yeah. Then when you, you say, that's exactly the word I was going to use is the scale of, yeah. of film production. It was... Um, uh, was that the first one or was it? Yeah, I think that was the first one I was on before uh, Fifty Shades. Uh, war, 
when I drove up to the set, I, I the sheer magnitude of the set was insane because yes. I featured in that scene where they're walking um, the ape to the prison. Uh, I don't know oh, if you've seen yeah. it. Um, oh, yeah, I saw, I saw all of them. Yeah, yeah and, and the sheer magnitude is crazy. Um, I got to work with Woody Harrelson, which is just... Uh, I mean, oh, you, you, so you, awesome. yeah, exactly. You put that in the books and, and you kind of call it a day a little bit. Right. Wonderful. Awesome. Good wonderful day. day. Yeah. A great day. Yeah. yeah. Good day. <laughs> that sounds like a good day. And you yeah. mentioned, mentioned 50 shades. So you're in 50 shades, darker, your role of a, a waiter. So you're not in any, uh, love tryst with Dakota Johnson. But <laughs> no, that you know of. <laughs> no, no, no. That was pretty <laughs> No, no. David Jordan. But, but you know what? My butt didn't make it on screen because there's a nice shot of uh, behind me as they're at the dinner table. Um, but there no, they, yeah, there you go. But um, no, <laughs> they, were, they were wonderful to work with as well. And, um, you, know, the, you know, when you get on... There's such a actually a difference between film sets and TV sets because yes. they're sh they're actually shooting Those, much slower. Yeah. Um, the sheer amount of extras sometimes, yes. the the background performers, it's it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing what a budget can do, right? A budget it, changes the entire complexity of the film. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's so cool. And you got a couple other, uh, your newest film was called Little Fish. What that's can right. you tell us about this film? You got um, Olivia Cook, Jack O'Connell. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, if you could share a little bit about this project. Yeah, um, Little Fish is essentially a story about, um, it's, a, it's a love story that's happening during a pandemic. Um, and this couple is, you know, trying to essentially hold on to um, their relationship and, and love through this pandemic. I think it's a very, it's a story that's very I mean, current, considering we're all. And you shot it, and you shot it during um, the pandemic. No, no, actually, no. we shot it in uh, 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Oh wow! Prior to the pandemic. Yes. It's about the pandemic. It's about a a, pan, um, a certain pandemic wow. where that kind of affects your 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 memory, um, and that's about as much as I can say. <laughs> um, okay, just, it's not out till Friday, but um, it's out this Friday. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, um, is this a limited theater release? Is going to be a video on demand deal? It'll be on video demand. It'll be on select in select theaters, some digital platforms. It was initially yeah. actually supposed to be released during the Tribeca Film Festival, and um, that kind of all wow. that kind of all got pushed back because of COVID. And um, you know, as as things do with COVID, things change. Things change. But yeah. can you talk about your character? Yeah. Um, what can I say about my character? I'm a rock and roll kind of uh, band member who's cool. cool. a old that's friend the yeah that's the hair again right the hair. yeah so, um who's an old friend of jack o'connell's character and i um you know i drop in to well i drop in in the scene and i i we reconnect and i may or may not affect the storyline in some way oh okay <laughs> yeah. 
This is awesome, Alvar. Wow, congratulations on that film. It certainly uh, looks like an amazing film. And it says sci-fi, so you know that that's my genre. Sci-fi. Yeah, I love sci-fi. I love, a love story in a, in a sci-fi world. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's a beautiful. I think a lot of people are going to be, you know, it's going to pull on some heartstrings. People will be will be able to relate to this film, and um, I'm sure that I mean, it was a, such a pleasure working with Chad, the director. He he's just such a lovely man, and. I, I'm excited to actually see it because I haven't seen, besides the trailer, I haven't seen a thing. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Awesome. Of course, they didn't have a red carpet premiere, did they, because of the pandemic? No. Yeah. 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 It would be a, maybe a red, back, red premiere or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. A drive-through, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> well, Albert, thanks so much for, for being a part of BTV Below the Belt show. <laughs> Thank you if for you having could, yeah, before you yes, go, thank you so much. Thank you. you could do a little promo. Let us know who you are. Uh, throw out your uh, uh, a plug for Little Fish, Nancy Drew, whatever project you want to promote, and then let us know you're on Below the Belt show, and then whatever you want at the end—a catchphrase, a plug, a quote, whatever. Sure. Uh, I'm Albert Nicholas. I'm on the Below the Belt show. You can find me on Instagram at albert.nicholas. Probably the best place to keep in touch. Uh, Little Fish is coming out this Friday. Video on demand, cable on demand, um, digital platforms, some select theaters. And also, if you haven't checked out Two Sentence Horror Stories yet, check it oh, out. We didn't talk about that. We can talk about it if you want. We yeah, don't have to. We just jumped in the man's plug, man. He was almost done with oh, <laughs> You know what, though? I, I, can, we, can, we, can we leave the plug as that, though? Because that'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk about it if you want. We can talk about yeah, just, it. Just really just one big, oh, fuck. <laughs> I know that was in my notes, and I know I had to plug that. Oh, no, no, don't. No, sorry. You know what? I should have kept it out so you don't, you know. I didn't we got it. time, man. We, we can talk about the monsters. I, I, I mean, we can talk about it if you want. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. Look, it's a, it's a cool show. If, um, I, I think the show is really dope because it's it kind of aims at breaking some barriers by t- telling stories that are usually uh, not really told, speaking from voices who, which aren't really always heard on, on as leads on TV. Uh, and they kind of do all that by throwing a scary twist to it, which is awesome. Um, my episodes have already aired in the U.S. Uh, two, a week or two ago. Oh, um, wow. okay. And it was a, it's a, I think it's, it's beautifully done. It's creepy. It'll send some chills down your spine. It's got a, a great kind of uh, storyline between a brother and a sister. And there's, you know, drug addiction thrown in there and um, some religious aspect. And wow. it kinda, it's a melting pot of creepiness. And Another uh, creepy project to add to the <laughs> resume, right? Just have a creepy face. I don't know. <laughs> this one, I don't know. The long I hair. love it. Yeah, yeah. And your character is Wait, Red is this Rock? the one on Netflix? Yeah. Uh, Two it, Second it, Horror Story? It, it, yeah, it'll be on Netflix um, eventually. This, right now in the U.S., it's being played off of the CW. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I could have sworn I've, I've seen some of it already. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think season one might be on previous next. episodes, Sabrina, yeah, but this is yeah. the upcoming season. Yes, yes, that's. The, uh, I mean, I thought CW, we were yeah, CW, 
It usually has yeah. a CW run first, and then it goes on to Netflix. Yeah, but yeah. we'll be checking out the episodes. Thank you for uh, throwing out that project. Yeah, of we course. Did not, we did not want to forget about two uh, sentence horror stories. Yeah, and thank then, you Doc, so much. Albert, you got a lot going on. This is your year. Twenty twenty one is your year, it seems. So yeah, it's uh, it's this keeps getting busy, and that's all we could be uh, be thankful for. It's uh, awesome. you know, especially between the time where you're doing nothing and you're staying at home. Right. And just uh, cooking away, I guess. Right, right. And we always like to end with a nice uh, photo op. So everybody, oh, sweet. Uh, talk right. to you. Take on the count of three. Sabrina. Right. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, yeah. got it. Okay. Awesome. Did everyone get in there? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I look so cute, too. I'm so bummed. <laughs> Sabrina, I don't know what you're doing. With your little my pigtail. computer died. And I don't have visual on my, okay. my phone. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing very, very curly hair, and that's about that's about the image I have. But, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Later. Thanks so much, Albert, for being a part of the show again. One Thanks. of my namesakes here on BTV. Thanks for having together. me. It was fun. <laughs> Thanks for being a part of BTV below the belt. Awesome. Yeah. And a shout Take out care. to the awesome publicist and sometimes guest co-host Ashley Buck. Oh yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. ADP publicity, yeah. Morgan. Yeah. I know you know. She is great. I love her. Yeah, she's, awesome. she's fantastic. Awesome. All right, have a great night, Albert. Cool. All right, see take ya. care. Bye, see y'all. Bye bye. Bye. Albert and Nicholas, guys, got a lot going on. Little Fish yeah. coming out on Video on Demand. Nancy Drew and Two Sentence Horror Stories. So, uh, dude, you're pretty, listen. You're pretty excited that he had your name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? That guy, <laughs> that guy has done better work with his accent than anyone I've ever heard. I speak French. I, I know. It French. was great. I have, <laughs> yeah, I've never right. heard anyone that was able to disguise his accent like that. And he could even, like, yeah. dip into it for a second and go okay. back. He said Why high school. Albert Nicholas. He wasn't well, learning Mark, high, question, since high school. Question. First of all, how old is he? Because I didn't look that up. But he said, what did he say? He didn't start speaking English till high school? Right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, he's got to be what? He's got to be what? Like late 20s? I don't, 20s, think, his, like I don't think his age is, has been released. But uh, Late 20s? I, I, I don't know. He is really So now we're asking questions about him. Albert off. Nicholas is 19. Leave him alone. <laughs> okay, but regard, what I'm he saying is... He's young to me. Okay. Ah, well, that was really creepy. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad he dropped off the call. Yeah, before yeah. All right, all right. Before okay, a gremlin I, tried I have to blow him on. I have a serious man. point. I have a serious point. What I'm saying oh, Morgan, is... Morgan, go ahead, Morgan. Is he looks pretty young... And right. for him to say that he didn't start speaking English until high school. high school. So you're 14. And, I mean, he's, okay, what? He's If he's 24, I mean, that, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel yeah. like most people have an it's accent. Right. Yeah. I, I would, I did, I did not think he was, I did not, I thought he was like a native English speaker. Like, right. and he said, yeah, that, me too. Huh? Wow. And he's Canadian. They're very proper in Canada. So oh, that right. makes sense. True, true. <laughs> and I know that. Yeah, but the French accent's so dominant. It is. You're right. It is. You're right. Um, yeah, like my, my brother's dating a French girl, and I love making fun of her all the time. It's just such, it's such a thick, <laughs> very, like, 
Oh, no, I do not like the cheese. It's very <laughs> that's, a, that's a bully. Such a bully. You're right. <laughs> I, I, have, I have friends from, I have Indian friends. I have yeah. Spanish yeah. friends. And, like, they've been in America for for years, like, a long, long time. And they right, still right. have accents. So Yeah, dude, sure. my mom still it's has an accent. accent. Well, you know what? I'm sure I he worked with is. a coach. He said he's a Correct. theater guy. Like I promise, he had to go through diction and pronunciation. Correct. Correct. I think it's just a sign of a good actor. Good actor. Yeah, that's probably true too. That's true. That is true. Yeah, the, it's all about diction. It's all about dialect. Elocution. Je m'appelle Morgan. Yes. Well, let's start a couple more things before we wrap up tonight's show, guys. So the Grammy Awards were moved. To March 14th from January initially, and just like the Golden Globes, it will be mostly no audience except for some press. Um, I know, right? More award shows without people, guys. Um, uh, it will be held in the outdoor portion of the L.A. Convention Center. Um, and, um, you know, I, I mean, you'll still expect you know, similar to the, uh, the music award shows that we've seen during the pandemic. Um, there'll be performances from different locations kind of brought together to make your, make it seem like you're watching a single location, I guess. Yeah. They, they do a good job of doing that. Um, sure, Co- like nobody good is going to win anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Coachella has been um, canceled for this year. Well, Damn yeah. it. Damn it. Not even going to reschedule it, guys. So, man, this guy, Morgan Wallen, cannot catch a break. A while ago, he was partying in the midst of pandemic before Saturday Night Live, before he was a musical guest. They they canceled him from Saturday Night Live. Then they gave him a second chance. He did well. And then latest is that TMZ posted a video of him sadly dropping the N-word. Okay, how old is he? Sadly? Yeah, that's kind of on you. If you're going to drop the N-word, that's totally on you. You need, yeah. Well, no, it's sad sad that he did that because you figure... (laughs) He's an album. He's an album dropping. Right, right. right. You would think... He's a fucking idiot. Like, like, first and foremost, obviously, like, racism is awful and you shouldn't be fucking using that word. And if you're a white supremacist, whatever. But... First and foremost, if you're a if you're a public musician, figure. you're a public figure. Why is someone not telling you to fucking keep your mouth shut? Shut. Keep like, it shut. Like you're an idiot. You just lost millions. Yeah. I also yeah. like him because like, you know, my last name is part is Allen and like I usually use like my email is like Morgan M Allen and it's like Morgan Wallen, I'm like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't. Right. It's like the well, W could be the like. He's getting punished, guys. So oh, big yes, loud records. Very much. Yeah, see, big loud see, records made the decision like, to suspend his recording contract indefinitely, and all the, a lot of the radio stations have been told to stop playing, <coughs> um, his singles. iHeartMedia has officially pulled. His music and content from their stations. Like you're fucked. You're fucked. Like you know, um, <laughs> he, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't call anybody that, right? I mean, he didn't call like. I, I don't know what he, what was. Did it? you watch I, the video? I saw I the, video. the video. I did. I did the watch video. 
like, like for me, he looked like a he looked like a white trash um, person. Like, like you ever see those people like like I don't know like if you like we live in a place so called like like Dundalk and stuff. And sometimes you'll have like these white trash people. <laughs> who, talking about Uyghurs. That's you talking about Uyghurs. Who use the N word? They use the N word. Like, they're not they're not calling. Yeah, yeah, they're not calling like, black racist. people that. Yeah, they're not racist, but they but they use the word a lot, which they shouldn't use. And, and this guy this guy looked like he was calling his white friend. He's like, take the uh, oh, take that okay. ass and you know ass, house, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. So he was next yeah. to, he was next to a neighbor and he was yelling it out to his friend. All of them were drunk. Mm-hmm. Like right. And somebody was recording it. I mean, I yeah. get like, it. I think I I get it. Dumb. But like you look like I I 100% get that because as a black person who's yeah, also yeah. biracial like i have been around that and i 100% have seen drunk people and they'll tell me oh i didn't mean it like just I drop it yeah it, but you it, do it, you too must think about it in some kind of way if you use it when you're drunk the person is trash they mean that the person is like you know low class uncouth like i 100% get it like I know that you don't think that I'm less than you, but like yeah. you are a public figure. Yeah. You yeah. are a celebrity. Everything you do is now being watched. So first and foremost, like, I mean, you're yeah, shit I, I don't want you to be a racist, but like, I first, first and foremost, I think you're an idiot. Like, yeah, yeah. Keep that shit yeah I, I just don't use up. the word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I've seen like, I've seen white and black people out. both use the word. Correct. As another- as another meaning for um like like guy, you Correct. know, like, and I see I mean, I seen girls I seen white girls use it you know all, like a lot like on Instagram so right. and stuff and posting Where's, memes. Yeah, I but mean, they shouldn't. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, I get it, but it's Instagram gambling, models, right? Like it's, it's one of those things where like if at any point in your life you might have to like explain what you might have been doing, it's better off just not to do it. Not like, to just say let it. That thing right. Go. Yeah. Chachi is Chachi is right in that like. Yeah. It's like the word should either like because black people will call other black people that. Right, right. And they think it doesn't matter. But if a right. white person calls you that, it's a big thing. So like either we take away the word's meaning and like it doesn't mean shit, but like that will take fucking years. It will not I don't think we should use it at all. I don't think black people should use it or white people. Correct. I don't use it. Yeah. My mother doesn't use it. Like I think we should just not no one should use yeah. it. Yeah, like I'll see like white girls post memes like it'll you're be right. something like if mm-hmm. a if an N word you're dating like doesn't call mm-hmm. you after eleven he's not your N word. Right. I'm like it's it's like real trashy I think posting that kind of stuff. I mean they're not doing it in a racial context but they right. Can right. It, there was actually a blackish episode about this because the younger kids Junior and I think the other girl they were like this doesn't like they're like dad you don't know like this doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly think, like, kids in their uh, high school 20s, like, it's not the same to them as it is to us, right, as it right, is right. to my parents, as it is to me. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. Like, exactly. that's another issue. But, I mean, this guy's 27. Like, I, I don't he's, – he's probably not racist, but, like – I don't know. He he and his friends just are saying that, but like again, like you're a fucking country music star. You're a star. You're making millions. You need to be cognizant of everything you say and do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think but I think it's kind of hypocritical for um, Sirius to drop them when I'm sure Sirius plays plenty of songs with that word in it. <laughs> That's a very valid point too. 
That's, um, a, that's extremely so, valid point. Yeah. He's not, he's not the art, uh, uh, music artist uh, possibly getting canceled. So Marilyn Manson, um, their oh, allegations of uh, horrific um, abuse over the relationship that he had with uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood is um, a lovely I'm actress. Just, okay. The world. Okay. I'm, I'm, just, so I'm just gonna. Okay. I gotta toss this out I need, here. I need, to, I need to hear all of this. I feel like Martin. You and I are on the same page with this. Say it. Yeah, because the dude is a pronounced Satanist, right? Like, everything right. about him embodies being violent and, and brutal. And that doesn't excuse any of it, it but, like, I can't understand, happening. yeah, the shock and surprise at this. Like, the, the, that is his entire persona, is to go against the grain and commit evil and damage. Like, so, I mean, not great that it happened, but am I surprised? Nope. I'm not either. That's what I yeah, said. Yeah, I'm not surprised either. Like, well, he was. But he, I need to hear it. I need he to hear what happened. So, well, like, okay. So basically, what happened? It was abuse for years when they were together. This is back in 2010. I thought she liked that. She was. She was only 19, and he was 38. Well, where yeah, was? I don't know why so, age affects abuse. Yeah, she's legal. Well, well, the age is not... Okay, I'm just saying that's when it starts. So at that young age, you're very impressionable, and that's probably why she didn't say anything then. So she's saying something about it now in her 30s. What kind of abuse was it? Well, domestic violence um, was one of them. Um, And uh, gosh, what else? So um, just... I guess the details of the is just described as horrifically abused for years when they were in a relationship. So a lot of domestic violence is basically what it Like punching? It was some uh-huh. kind of, yeah, I, they didn't like go into those kind of tied up and like abuse. I, I don't know. I guess I just. I mean, well, this is yeah, what it is. I, I definitely feel like I need more details on this. So, <laughs> I'll get into that, that guy and know he's a guy. I guess I just thought that, like. Right, yeah, but I, I, got, I got more right. details. Hold on, okay, Sabrina. I thought it okay, was okay. So she says, he started grooming me when I was a teenager and horrifically abused uh, me for years. I was brainwashed and manipulated into submission. Yeah. I am done living in fear of retaliation, slander, or blackmail. I am here to expose this dangerous man and call out the many industries that have enabled him and uh, before he ruins any more lives. I stand with the many victims who will no longer be silent. You know, like, I think, okay, if he's guilty or whatever she's accusing, I'm not sure what she's even accusing him of, I think I think he should definitely be punished for it. But I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Marilyn Manson, I'm thinking he's somebody that would like to have sex and, like, choke you. Like, he would, yeah. you know, he's, like, the kinky, like, kinky ass sex, like, like putting, like, fucking yeah. like, melted, melted candles wax on you and stuff like that, like, all and I know freaky shit. And, and yeah, I, I know there's plenty of girls that go along with that too. And like, um, so, <laughs> I, you know, I want to hear more. Like, this is why I hate where you don't you don't have trials anymore. You don't have like, I mean, it's just somebody accuses you of something and everybody drops you. Just canceled you know? right away. Canceled right away. Like, I want to know what really happened. You know, if it, like, like, I there's about, no, yeah, there's no court for allegations. It has to be. Yeah, like I want to know about this. I don't know this, about this brainwashing stuff or whatever she's talking about. Like, like what is that brainwashing? Like, you know, and 
She was so young. You figure yeah, they're grooming. They call it she's... grooming with like pedophiles and stuff. Yeah, at they, nineteen. Like... Even though you're a legal age, you're still very impressionable. Right. right now. Yeah, and but I... he's a, he also a rock star, and rock stars date all these young, you know, twenty some or whatever girls. And I guess I get I get that, but like, I mean, I always thought he was a scary, creepy yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. When he was girl, when he was coming up, so like. I guess I just thought like she liked whatever weird shit he was doing. I mean, so maybe that's that's my like naivete, but like maybe she did, maybe she did. But like, do you remember? It was the same thing with Aaliyah and you know R. Kelly. People, we were just like, oh, it's fine. No, no, they and R. Kelly are not the same Nobody knew about that. Like I know, but I mean, they were on. Like I mean, nobody knew knew about it, but there were lots of things. Like publicly, there were lots of moments where Manson comes out as this scary, like persona. So it's like when I saw him with when I saw him with Evan Rachel Wood, like this beautiful, like sweet, like virgin, pale (laughs) virgin. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's like his creepy ass, like. So I guess I'm not, I mean, it is horrible what she went through, but like, I guess I'm just not like, my sister was like, did you hear about this? And I'm like, I'm not shocked because I thought he was always a fucking weirdo. Like, why is this now? Like, I swear to God, like, even at at my age now, if I was to tell my parents that I was dating someone that was like him, my mother would be like, oh, hell no. So I just don't. I guess. Yeah. I'm not yeah. Saying it's so, not her fault. So. It's no one's fault. It's just like I just feel like there were signs that he that like yeah. he was when your be heart, like when your that. Heart identifies as the antichrist. You gotta Thank expect, you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But he's so also true. he's also a rich rock star that she's going after. He's not like some plumber that's creepy. Right. He's a he's a you creepy know, rich rock, rock star. Like her own he was thing, though too. Like um, what what is it? Uh, across the universe. That was like years and years ago when she did that. Yeah. Love yeah. that movie. I mean, so, I, you know, it's like for me, I want to hear more evidence. I want to see, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Marilyn has been dropped people, by right? his agency, Creative yeah. Artists. Ow. Uh, there like four a talent people? agency. Um, and were there more? You're saying there were more people like that have accused him? Yeah. Like so cool. I think that's that's the severity of it. There are more people that uh, who weren't famous, I guess, were on the, yeah, the yeah, level yeah. of fame. But what are they saying? Are they saying the same stuff or what? I don't have any of that information. Sometimes I, they're like, sometimes they're like, there's four people, but the one person's like, like, oh well, you know, we went out to dinner and he didn't pay, he didn't pay for it, you know. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to hear the allegations too. I mean, it, it's uh, there was some. I my sister sent it to me. It was some article about. Uh, like there were four different women that said very similar things to what oh. Evan Rachel Wood said. So yeah, maybe he is. I mean, I haven't been a fan of his since he was on the Wonder Years, so I don't know like <laughs> what it is. Well, his record label Loma <laughs> Vista Concord Music. Wait, what? They, you know, Marilyn Manson was on the Wonder Years. We we played Paul Pfeiffer. Well, he really wasn't, but <laughs> that's an urban legend. I know. So I his like- record. I used to like Marilyn Manson. (laughs) I never did. I have never liked Marilyn Manson. He creeped me the fuck out. Like, (laughs) he just released an album, album and the the record label 
yep. ceased to further promote his current album. The record label's making money off this album and would rather save face by not promoting it yeah. <laughs> than, uh, you know, uh, than support, you know, supporting Marilyn during this time. You know, that's, shocker. that's, that's a shocker in 2021. Seems a little sanctimonious by the record label. You're fine with like cult devil worship, murdering goats, and all that. That's that's all totally fine. Like yeah. that, that you know, bad publicity turns you off from it. Like no, I don't know. Yeah, we thought uh, AMC we thought he was an upstanding guy. He, they pulled <laughs> right? his, uh, Marilyn's appearance on an upcoming episode of the Shutter anthology show Creep Show. Um, so his episode will, I guess, the scene will creep. be pulled. Mm. Pulled from that show. Who knew um, that the guy who worships the father of lies turned out to be a sketchy dude? <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and that's not the only celebrity in trouble. One of Sabrina and Morgan's favorites is Army Hammer. Oh, oh no! please don't. I Army Hammer had no. to exit from two... Well, talk huh? about it. <laughs> he had to leave two major Hollywood projects. Well, and uh, three, possibly... As he faces allegations of sexual misconduct and cannibalistic fantasies. Cannibalistic uh, fantasies? Cannibalistic, guys. Can you believe it? Yeah, that's really up in the ante. I that's don't... new. Well, like, that's I said, like I said, he's totally doing um, oral sex wrong. Okay. <laughs> 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 like, okay, wait, wait. What so do you mean, mean cannibalistic? So he means eating people. That's what he means. <laughs> Hold on, two people are both yeah. Morgan and Sabrina talking. What's time. going First on? All, Sabrina, Sabrina, where have you been? Because this has been going on, and because like he's on my vision board as like who I want my <laughs> husband to be. People have been like, oh my god, Morgan, blah blah blah, Army Hammer, and I'm like, don't you fucking talk to me about him. So I'm confused <laughs> as why you haven't heard about this Santa, because it has been all man, <laughs> all over. Like, he's um, apparently not in well. In my own little world, like I usually am. Right. <laughs> but anyway, wow. as you're saying, Morgan. But I love Army Hammer, and that makes me so sad. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, well. I mean, so supposedly there's a series of uh, messages. Unverified messages that date several years back. Um, that have uh, details of affairs, sexual misconduct, cannibalistic fantasies, as we mentioned. Um, one of them was says he used to brand, he wanted to brand her with the letter A and wanted to eat her rib. Okay, interesting. Okay, yeah. Whoa. Um, but these are all these are all fantasies. He was allegations. Allegations is what I. Just, hear. These are fantasies. These are fantasies. So he just typed it to somebody. And he didn't do anything messed up. Here's, here's what I got though. Here's what yeah. I got for you. If if uh, somebody is gonna make some shit up, it's usually like inappropriate touching or they said something whatever. Like yeah. I don't Damn think it, anybody imagines a guy wants to eat your rib. Like that's I find that it's a little bit too accurate for me to think that was made up. True. Like I don't know. I don't think he really meant like I'm gonna carve you up Hannibal Lecter style. <laughs> I don't know though. I mean, I, I was be saying that. That's totally something I'd say. 
Sabrina would say that. Yeah, and but I would mean it in a sexy way, not like you know, <laughs> sexy, like in a sexy way. I want to carve you up in a sexy way. He married, like she kind of looks like him. She looks like she needs to eat a hamburger. Yeah. Like I don't mean, I mean, whatever. I it, it's all just very like. Well, you know what? Sad. I mean, just, just, just dismantle Hollywood. I mean, we can't handle anymore. The people can't handle Hollywood anymore. Singers, entertainers, or whatever. Like, they're always gonna say or do something that people don't like and want to cancel them. Like, right. Who'd want to be an actor nowadays or be like a singer or whatever or be in the public eye? It's got to be a miserable job. Yeah, you're going to be shunned from or all you the don't have to even just a matter right. of years. Yeah, right. yeah. So, and now, and now I can sit here and find a whole new, like, different type of baking soda to use now because that's going to be canceled too. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the whole cancel cult. I think we talked about this. Like, that's the worst. I don't that's the like worst. that. Yeah. That doesn't help. That does not help us. Yeah, people pile as culture, on. As a people, as Americans, as human beings, like people are human. We make mistakes. Now, if you're continually making the same mistake, then right. you haven't learned. But, you know, fucking Morgan M. Wallen, like, or whatever his name is, I'm not, I don't know him. I'm not condoning him. But he's 27. Can he change? Can he learn? I hope so. I want to think so, but people were already like canceled, canceled. How about like we try to reform people, we teach people, like make them do some fucking community service, like get down, yeah. holler, get I down, more black people in your community, fucking learn. Like I just like cancel culture isn't helping us. No, you're it's, saying, it's absolutely you're saying and you're it's, wrong, you're wrong, and you don't get a chance. How yeah. does that help? And it's untenable. You can't remove somebody for society for Correct. a failing. If if only the sinless among us can function, then none of us function, right? None of us are, well, are, are it's, flawless. It's a way to make people it's a way for people to, to feel superior to yeah. like these other people they used to look up to. So like like you know, yeah. so you feel better than Army Hammer now because I you're know. like, well, at least I, I never I never um, typed a fantasy about me eating somebody, you know, and you feel superior. <laughs> so, like, you're like, well, cancel him, and then you feel better, you know? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. virtue signaling. It's yeah, just like, exactly, it's exactly. really, it's a really, it's a, it's a blight on our society. It's, it's a really, I, I think it's one of the worst things we can do. Like, you need to with teach you, people you. about the, like, okay, hey, this is wrong. You hurt someone, yeah, like. Yeah this is why, and let's, like, try to make it better. I mean, I, yeah. I never. I did want to say this about Army. So he actually is exiting, whether it's his decision or someone else's decision, it's never to his. leave major projects, and this is yeah. big money. So one of oh, them is called Shotgun Army. Wedding with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, um, and apparently Josh Demel is replacing him for that one. The other, the other one's called The Offer. It's a series about the making of the iconic Godfather, um, the uh, making of the iconic film The Godfather. And that was supposed to be on Paramount Plus. And he's got an upcoming project that he was supposed to be a part of, of called Bones and All with uh, filmmaker Luca Guadagino. So these are three movies, whether it's his decision or not, 
exit off they of told them they're like they're like we don't want you here um yeah. you can't leave on your own or we can fire you <laughs> you know yeah, that's basically what basically happened what it was yeah but it's, uh, it's just for fantasies that he wrote out Right. On Facebook or something, on messages, yeah, private no, messages. I needed some girl. Private messages, <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, I want to eat your ribs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, people aren't just some kinky <laughs> shit. People aren't just some kinky shit. Yeah. Butter with some barbecue. Maybe <laughs> have a partner for him out there somewhere. There's somewhere that's into that. Maybe him and Marilyn Manson should get together and just do crazy right. shit to each other. Just fucked up shit to each it. other. Right. Just. But, see, but this is this is what I think. I really think that Marilyn Manson wanted to wanted to or did and did, but I really don't believe that Army did those things. No, I think he said that. I don't think he really did it. It's fantasy. But the fact that he is ma- he was married to this, yeah. you know, yeah. oh, we're so, this so waspy family. They've got these yeah. beautiful yeah. little blonde-headed children, like, and she is so, like, she's, like, probably a fourth of my size. Like, she looks like she doesn't eat, which, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not judgment. You hate her, hate her. Sweet, yeah. Yeah. but, like, yeah. I yeah. just, like, she is. You'd, you'd forgive them. You'd forgive them, though. They're in these, like, two different categories, and yeah. I just. I get it. it just yeah. Seems like, it just, was, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not trying was, to take that. He was texting. He was he was messaging a woman, right? Saying this stuff. There were a couple, I couple. think. So, but they, but they were into it. Whatever he was saying, right? Um, I they think they were saying. They were saying, "Stop! This is disgusting. Get away from me." I don't know, but I also that that's the other thing is like, you're fucking around with these actors who are who are people who have feelings, and then bitch, you're fucking running around a TMZ like. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. I really also uh, don't respect that at all. Like, like you have no, like, more. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't well, like that. Like, mm. so uh, I know we're going to the end of our time. So I, yeah, I do yeah wanna, my my phone's uh, about to die. A couple more things before we end tonight's show. Of course, the Super Bowl is this Sunday, Chachi. I know you'll be all about the commercials. Not uh, really but, anymore. <laughs> they, have they been any good in the past like five years really like well they the, couple, they're but... gonna do a, a couple uh throwbacks like uh first of all the wayne's world characters are coming back yeah. mike myers I'll and dana Carvey. looking forward to that yeah dolly parton's gonna do a reimagining of her nine oh. to five song as five yes, to nine dolly. for people that do their hustles after work you know they're silent also uh, fun fact dolly parton was a silent partner in uh buffy the vampire slayer or oh, silent good producer, to know good to, to know right. and she's like what she's like 75 looks amazing still i, I mean i know she had work yeah. done but yeah, yeah. great great ahead, and she seems oh. like a really genuine genuinely nice person yeah yeah, yeah i agree i mean, I mean and, she might, she might be messaging people talking about eating them i don't know you know <laughs> private you know, might, have to, might have to cancel nine to five now yeah, but and the Bud Light. They're doing a Bud Light return of all the legends, like Cedric oh, the Entertainer, um, the um, the singer that that sang um, "Real Men of Genius." That guy will be coming back. I don't remember I like that yeah, one. Yeah. You remember that one? Okay. That um, was hilarious. Yeah, "Real Men of Genius." Yeah. So yeah. a lot of the. Uh, the I love you man guy will be coming back, so there's gonna be a lot uh, of that. Between uh, the what's up? The what's up? Uh, what's what's up? Was, was that Bud Light? Was that it? was I don't think that was Bud Light. That was, was Bud Weiser. That was Bud Weiser. Oh, Bud Weiser was Bud Weiser. Yeah. Dude, they're probably yeah. gonna they're probably coming back. 
No, I worked in the office. I worked in the office where this one guy on another team um, was a manager, and he would do that to me every morning. Walk by to me, he's like, he's like, "What's up?" Like every morning, like this is this is way after is even cool or the commercials even now. Like years later. Like he reminded me of like Michael Scott from The Office, just saying like annoying shit. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, I remember my stepdad used to do that all the time too. Yeah. There you I, go. Thought, I thought Budweiser wasn't doing any commercials this year. No, apparently they're doing this this major Bud Lake commercial. Right. Um, yeah. So there's actually there's actually a sneak peek of the the commercial. You can actually check it out. Yeah, early. See, I hate. I hate the sneak peek shit too. You know what I mean? Like all this, like you can watch most of the commercials before the Super Bowl, which I hate. Debut them right. on the Super Bowl no sooner. We don't need previews and like outtakes and shit. I want to be surprised. Is anyone rooting for the Bucks or the Kansas City Chiefs? Tom Brady. Oh, Tom no. Brady. No one cares. Oh, Tom Jeez. Brady. Tom Brady. I'm so Kansas Chiefs. City. We're going to Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas. Mahomes City. all the way. All right. Mahomes. Oh, guys, I'm on one percent. I'm gonna cut out. Okay, uh, we're gonna. <laughs> oh, does it mean Sabrina's gonna be leaving us? Yes, yes. I'm right. on one percent. I'm gonna so, cut out at any moment. Happy so I'm birthday, gonna say Sabrina. goodbye and tell you guys I love you. Happy birthday again, Martin, happy my little Aquarian too, brother, yeah. or my bigger than me, large Aquarian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's, there's Sabrina. Happy birthday, Sabrina. <laughs> yeah. Of course, the Royal Rumble, uh, the road to WrestleMania began last Sunday, Chachi. Began and ended. <laughs> Drew McIntyre defeated Bill Goldberg in a very fast match. Um, and Edge, the returning Edge, won the Royal Rumble. That means well, he's going to count. Like what? what is Goldberg, 86? Yeah, he's he's like, so old. He's 57 yeah. or something like yeah, that. Okay. But Edge, at 47 years old, won the Royal Rumble. He's back in the mix. He's going to challenge either Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns. I think it's going to be Roman Reigns, Spear versus Spear. Mm. So that should be exciting. And, of course, um, Roman Reigns defeated Kevin Owens in a last-man-standing match. So that was pretty exciting. Um, And we saw some surprises in the Royal Rumble, Chach. We saw the return of Christian who we didn't think was coming back because he had a concussion. Uh, and uh, we thought it was a career-ending concussion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so but did you it was see him to... helping Edge out? Yes. That was awesome. great to see. We saw the return of Carlito. Remember Carlito, Caribbean cool? Oh, my God. I spit in the face of those that don't want to be cool. Did he play the same character? He did, but you can't spit the apple in the COVID era, so can't, uh, that can't be happening. <laughs> yeah, somebody will get offended. Somebody will be yeah. pissed off somewhere. God, he was a was, he was he was a good character back in the day. Like I would never would have thought of him again if he didn't bring him up. But um, good for him. Yeah. Is he still yeah. a good worker? Still, still looks great in the ring. Both of them look. Uh, I, I mean, he's supposedly in his best shape. Christians, really? Christians in great, uh, okay shape, but but Carlito bulked up and and is. It looks more muscular than he did um, during his well, first. Well, for him, for for quote unquote working out. For working out, exactly. Yeah. All natural. And Edge was number one. Oh, I see a picture of him here. Oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely natural. So he's going yeah, for ten you... years to to bulk up the natural way. Yeah, yeah you just gotta right. eat protein. All you need is protein. Yeah, that's all that's you, what you gotta do. Because the older you get, the easier it is to gain muscle, right? Yeah. Totally, no problem. But yeah, not many totally surprises. Different. Not many surprises, Chach. I mean, Kane came back, but that wasn't a surprise. I mean, he'll come Isn't back. Is he still governor? Time. 
He's still governor of mayor. Uh, Memphis, mayor. mayor of some city in in, in Tennessee. That's, That's awesome. Is. That's so awesome. Knoxville isn't Knoxville, right? And he he participated, I believe, in his 17th Royal Rumble. Wow. So it's the most Royal Rumbles of all time. Um, and the women's Mayor. Royal Rumble, women's Royal Rumble was won by Bell Bla- Bianca Belair, the EST. Um, she. Well, the EST is basically, I'm the greatest, the fastest, the strongest, the best. The mm. EST. <laughs> what is okay, that? Everything. The super LST. terrific. And you're the LST, Morgan. LST. Well, what does this the EST is, stand for? Like, it's taking the EST from the greatest, the fastest, the toughest, the roughest. Okay. The All right. It's the uh, gerund ending. I get it. You get the EST from each word. That, that's, uh, that's a uh, long right. way around, though. That's not clever. It's not a good sign. That's not very clever. The EST. <laughs> God, that's that's what a horrible gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, what's your gimmick? I'm the vowels. I'm the yeah. vowels and all the <laughs> awesome words. Yeah. yeah the like, I O and U and every she's awesome, word. Guys. <laughs> if you haven't seen Bianca Belair, she's amazing. She won the women's I'm, world Bowl. I'm I'm I before E except after C. Not many surprises in the Women's Royal Rumble. I mean, we had Jillian Hall return. Wow. Um, Tori Wilson came back, so that was good. Good, good, good to see her. A few... Tori Wilson looks fantastic. I mean, she's she's beautiful, and of course, a lot of NXT um, talent that joined to fill that 30 women uh, Royal Rumble. But we have to end with sad news, guys. Rest oh. in peace news. Dustin oh. Diamond, guys. It's so Screech, Screech is gone, guys. We we announced that he had had a stage four cancer on our show two weeks ago. Like lung and, cancer, uh, right? It was lung cancer, and sadly, he died oh. in a Florida hospital at the age of 44. Um, he interviewed on Below the Belt show. Um, yep. At Young, when we were at WNBC about five years ago, five years ago yeah. promoting uh, his comedy show, and he took time to hang out with us after the show and, and take photos. And, yeah, we you probably know, he hung was, out with him on the bench for like 20 minutes or whatever, right? Yeah, he was, and, and he was like, you know, charging other people, you know, yeah. for the photo ops, but he hung out with us because, you know, we, he was on the show, and, you know, you know, it was cool. It was cool to hang out with we him. We sat, sat with him outside, right, for a while? Yeah, yeah, outside the uh, outside of the the main room, yeah, in the hallway, and uh, good guy, man, and it, it's yeah, so sad. Um, apparently, he was supposed to be on the Saved by the Bell uh, reboot for season two. They're try- trying to work something yeah. out. He didn't make it on season one. I wish that show died instead of him. Like, honestly, yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, he was on Saved by the Bell. I mean, he was the, the original original from Good Morning, Miss Bliss, and then Miss Bliss is away. Bad. He went all the way through. Was he on the college years? I believe he was on the college years. Um, yep. He was on the the new class, which actually was underrated. I thought that was a um, decent. I think he was um, in every episode of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Mm, I don't think he's missed a single episode. Everything. Yeah. Which, it's funny that you say that because a lot of people don't know about Good Morning, Miss Bliss. My sister and I <laughs> mm-hmm. just talked about that. She's like, yeah. remember? Because it was, it used to be like Good Morning Miss Bliss, and she's like, we didn't know about that until the neighbor down the street told us. I mean, this was when we were like, right. I don't know how old, but like people, some people still don't know about that. Yeah, Good Morning Miss Bliss was when they were in middle school, and it took place like in I think Indiana, and it had um Screech, it, it had Screech, right? Lisa, and um and Zach. I, I yeah. believe only three. 
But then they ended up moving them to high school and moving them to California with Mr. Belding, who was also in Good Morning Miss Bliss. So it was a real convoluted way of doing it, and they ended up like repackaging the um, Good Morning Miss Bliss episodes for Say by the Bell, and that's why right. they have like the flashback episodes sometimes. Ah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, the original I mean, show was about her. Like the teacher was the main character. He was, yes, yes. Right. Very good. But God, I mean, so young, forty-four. Um, yeah. Oh. But from the time that he announced that he had it, it wasn't. It was only like a few weeks I'll or something. I tell you, man, his his stand-up show was hysterical. Yeah, he was great. He was, just he was like really um, funny. And and Mark Paul Gossler um, called him a true comedic genius. Um, and that's of course Zach Morris himself, Mario Lopez. Um, yeah, they were in touch. They be they they kind of squashed their beef, and they they were talking. But they were kind of um, pissed at him before. I think he wrote. They were pissed at him at first. Yeah, he wrote the tell-all book, so they kind of talked to him for a lot of years. So I'm glad that they yeah had opportunity to smooth things yeah. over. Mario Lopez yeah, he, said, I actually spoke with him a couple of weeks ago. He was reluctant to go to the hospital initially oh, no. because he didn't want anything to get out. I guess get out in uh, the news. I guess. That's and, sad. And Mario said, that's foolish. Get in the fucking hospital, you know? Um, and then, uh, yeah, then it happened. So, uh, yeah, it's good that they kind of uh, rekindled their, their friendship and were talking about bringing him on. Uh, Mario said we were hoping he'd make an appearance in season two. Now I'm going to push for some sort of tribute. Aww. So on Below the Belt Show, on our official SoundCloud, on our website, belowthebeltshow.com, we will post the interview. Well, you'll of, see it. You'll see it on all the platforms. You'll see it on all the platforms. I, iTunes. As, like, as our as our current platforms only go back to 2017, 2016. Mm-hmm. So this is 2015. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna bring back that interview so people can hear that. So as a as a tribute. As a tribute. That's right. And of course, we also lost Cicely Tyson at the age of 96. She was Definitely working. Legend. Like, she worked for like 70 decades. 70 decades yeah. of work. <laughs> worked a long time and was on house of cards for its final season oh wow and that just ended in what 2017 2018 so she it's amazing how how long of a career she had and um it's certainly really sad uh that she is no longer with us um yeah i I watched her in fried green tomatoes like uh, um about a month ago and just a phenomenal um actress um she is. I was really sad to hear. I was hoping she would reach the Betty White 99 mark. I know. You know? I, know. I, was, I was reading for that. So that's certainly really sad as well. Um, also, John Frey, actor, screenwriter, director, known for the 2018 film Cabaret Maxine, uh, died due to heart failure. Hal Holbrook, craftsman who reincarnated Mark Twain on stage and screen for six de- decades, passed wow. away at the age of 95. Six decades. And Vince McMahon's brother, Roderick McMahon the Third, passed away at the age of seventy-seven. Now, did he um, ever um, do any kind of on-air stuff? He was never a part of the wrestling business. Wow. He, he went on a separate separate career path. He was a, in the Air Force, and he founded a metal company, North American Metals. Okay. That's totally totally different business. Yes, he did not uh, go that route. Um, Mark Wilmore, TV writer, who did F. Is for family and the symptoms and the Simpsons. Sorry, uh, died after battling COVID uh, and other conditions. So, oh god, wear your mask, people. This guy was 57, so that's it. Wow. Yeah, and he died because of COVID, guys. Um, 
and Captain Sir Tom Moore, one of the heroes of the UK's fight against the coronavirus pandemic, was 100 years old and sadly contracted COVID, guys. After Yeah, that guy was awesome. He's a good dude. Um, he was yeah. known for walking 100 laps around his garden with the aid of his walker. Uh, he also recorded the hit single, You'll Never Walk Alone, the number mm. one hit on the UK charts. So a lot of... Uh, I think that was the theme of... Uh, wasn't that Manchester themes? You know, uh, Manchester United's uh, quote uh, from the You'll Never Walk Alone. Or was it Chelsea? I can't remember. Um, anyways. Um, and of course, with death, we celebrate life for those that have survived another year. Actress Blythe Danner, 78. Morgan Fairchild is 71. Nathan Lane is 65. Another BTV guest, Chach, uh, Thomas Calabro, Dr. Michael Mancini from Elmer. Yeah. Dude, awesome. Michelle Green from LA Law he? 50. Uh, he's 62. Oh, good. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice guy. Michelle Green from LA Law 59. Mar Tyranny from ER is 56. Warwick Davis, another great name. Oh, yeah, another, another awesome person. Star Wars Celebration. He's 51. Elisa Donovan. He's going to be in the new Willow um, series. Of course. Yes. Isla Fisher, uh, the wife of Sasha Baron Cohen, is 45. Yeah. Isn't she awesome? She's so cute, too. She is. And um, Michael, uh, Matthew Moy from Two Broke Girls. He's that little Asian guy. He's hysterical. Oh, he's hilarious. He's, he's so funny. He's 37. And Brandon Michael Hall from God Friend of Me is 28. That's birthdays today. And, of course, the birthdays birthday. in studio. Yes, yes. Sabrina Taylor-Smith is... I can't tell your age. <laughs> and Martin Lopez. Martin yeah, Lopez. 400 years old. That's right. 104. So, God abandoned me in the 16th century. I can neither age nor die. So we'd like to thank, of course, the amazing panel. Of course, the birthday celebrants. Martin Lopez, the once and future king. The uh, last Numenorian and the one true knight. I got all of them, right? Damn Skippy. Yes, happy birthday, Martin Lopez. Happy birthday, Sabrina Taylor-Smith. Um, Sabby Taylor-Smith, a.k.a. Sweet Chocolata, a.k.a. Sergio Robert. Also, <laughs> the one and only <laughs> Morgan Fab, Queen Morgan Fabulous, a.k.a. Your Grace, a.k.a. The Mother of Dragons, Queen of Marine, the one and oh, only. Burnt the, the Andals, yada yada yada. We yada yada yada. Oh, in her VD outfit. The one and only, the king of the eighties, the motivational speaker, Chachi McFly. See ya. And of course, thank you to Albert Nicholas, actor from Nancy Drew, from the upcoming uh, Little Fish movie, and um, he's been in a lot of things on CW Network. So check him out. And uh, with the closing cut, we'd like to um, give that are honor we, to other Are we closing with an interview? Interview and the closing cut okay. will be Martin Lopez. Um, if you'd like to uh, choose a classic cut that maybe speaks volumes to you on your birthday, Martin. So take oh, it I away. Get pick, I get to pick you a tune. You get to pick the closing yeah. cut. All right. That's, that's a big honor. Yes. It is. And if I'm going to go out, we're going to go out with... Uh, a song that is both epic and ties back in the 80s, but also has solid replay value. I'm going to call Marilyn in. Marilyn Manson? No, it is not. Not. 
I'm gonna call in uh, "No Leaf Clover" by Metallica from the S and M album. Ah. No Leaf Clover, Metallica. Very nice. Great tune. Closing right, right. and out. You can shred on the guitar. I saw that, man. I saw that video, man. It's good We're stuff. My Eddie Van Halen tribute. Loved yeah. it. Loved it. And after that amazing Metallica track, my first uh, exclusive interview with uh, Sundance filmmakers of Four Feet High. This is the first cross-platform project, both an indie series and a virtual reality series merged into one series. And these um, filmmakers are from Argentina. Um, Maria Belen Poncio, Rosario Parazoro Mahuan, and the lead actress, she's a 17-year-old wheelchair user who tries to explore her sexuality. So it's a coming-of-age mm. series. Literally. Yes. Who, uh, as you know, <laughs> she... Hasn't had much experience being, you know, yeah. refined to a wheelchair, and she wants to explore sexuality. So, right. and okay. the actress's name is Marisol Agustina Aragoyen. It's her first acting role. Yeah. So I get to talk to uh, these Argentinian um, talents, um, the directors, the writers, and the star of this um, series. Uh, it's called Four Feet High. So that's the end of the night's program, guys. So, so that's how high she is in the wheelchair? Yes, four feet okay. in the wheelchair. Exactly, yeah. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. There you go. Incredible pack show, guys. So you got that. From Here's Metallica. And then our exclusive interview uh, as a part of Click on This Show, I should mention. Um, shout out to Lena Moscat. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Are we, are we posting another interview, too? Another interview that will be next week. Yes, oh, next, next week. week. Next week, okay. Chachi and I have a pre-recorded interview with adult film star Melly Marks. <laughs> <laughs> should be interesting. That should be interesting for next week, guys. So until then, here's Metallica, four feet high at Sundance, guys. We'll see you next week. Okay. Until then, peace. peace.
like we have everybody here the lead uh, Marisol Agostina Irigoyen uh, from uh, this amazing um, uh, series slash VR combo which is making mm-hmm. waves of Sundance four feet high and we also have Maria Belen Poncio director co-writer and Rosario Perazolo Masoan I hope I get that pronunciation right. The lead uh, writer and co-director. If I can say I was, estaba muy orgullosa para esta oportunidad. I was very excited about this opportunity to interview you guys because you are the first cross-platform series to premiere at Sundance Festival. So you have full episodic episodes, but they're also virtual reality. And at the same time, you are breaking down walls by making the main actress, she's a person with disabilities in a wheelchair. And you're touching on high school at a point where everyone's um, experiencing their sexuality, which high school is hard enough. But when you're expressing you know, interest in sexuality and you're also a person in a wheelchair, I was just, I don't know how to say I'm very touched and I'm so glad that you did this because I will admit I was a little uncomfortable watching as well, but we need to see this because these people are grossly underrepresented, not only in film and television, but in certain uh, social aspects of life. So I would love if each one of you could introduce yourselves um, and tell us your part of this and how this Can we start with Rosario? Of course. Yeah. Hello, my name is Rosario Perasolo. I am the co-director and co-writer of Forfeit High. I am very happy to be here, so thank you so much. Now, Rosario, can you give us a little bit of your background? Because you're a powerhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Uh, I am an activist for disability rights. I am in a wheelchair, I have a disability. I also did a tech talk to talking about how it's to live in, in a world at the four feet high, sit it down. So that's a, a little bit of me. I'm always doing stuff around not only disability, but also talking about the diversity in bodies and how that is connect connected with the, I don't know, media representation and how we talk about these bodies and about these realities through the art, through the cinema, through the television. Um, the, uh, this conversation, it's always been 
represented, but people who have no disability. So we are get to use to to see our reality through other bodies, through other people. So for me, it's very important to take the the risk, take the the I don't know how to say, take the. Dile en español. Eh, tomar la posta, como hacernos cargo um, de about what is about us and what we have to tell about this because we don't know we don't know what we think about disability because someone else told us what to think yes. so we are like uh, experimenting the the whole communication way to tell how we feel how how we want to be showed how we want to be represented. So it's important because we don't know how, and we are learning too. So it's important to have the opportunities in the media, in the cinema, in the arts to speak for ourselves, to somebody make place and say, okay, I, I don't know what is this about. I will let someone else talk about this and invite people with disability, invite people not only to act, but also to, to work in this project when we want to talk about something is not happening in our bodies. <laughs> no, so, I, agree. I agree. What better person to tell the story than someone who is disabled? So that right. we're not a realistic, you know, portraying it realistically rather yeah. than I hate to say what Hollywood or anybody else envisions you to be, mm -hmm. who better to write it and, and who better to cast than someone that lives it every day. Yeah. And yeah. it was really important that you got an actress like Marisol that's an actual wheelchair user. You didn't want to use an actor playing someone with a disability, right? That was a very important aspect. But, but if something is happening right now, people mm -hmm. act like someone in disability, someone in wheelchair, and they win Oscars for that. So if something is it's still happening in the reality and everything is things it's okay. No one questioned that. And no like you never go into to put uh, white people like painting the face and say, oh he's a black person. No. Well they used to, but they got in trouble for that. Yeah. So <laughs> why we, why are we still doing that with disability? Yeah. That's uh, ironic. It's not to have no sense. Right. Like we have to change that change that and say it's not okay. It's not uh, it's not easy to easier to put an actor to make a a disability body. You have to put a disabled person there. There's no discussion. We need that. The cinema, como se dice, nos los debe. They own us that. So yeah, they owe you. Yeah. They owe so you representation. Yep. Yeah. Of course. Can Marie, we talk? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I just want to let Maria tell us a little yes. bit background and. Well, hello, uh, I am Maria Belenponcio. I am the director and also co-writer. We had a very big team of writers who, who worked through all this process. So it was a very beautiful experience to, to do that. 
Um, I have been working in the film industry for four or five years. And previously I directed and co-wrote a, a short VR film that we did also together. It was called Four Feet Blind Date. Uh, which wanted to be a pilot for the series, but at the end we changed a lot of things. So uh, it's like a separate project. And uh, I am usually interested in working with uh, about women uh, stories, about women's sexuality. And also I, I try to get involved in projects that make me uh, question myself and, and to make me change. And also I try to I really like to work together with the protagonists of the story. And really in, in, in this aspect, the, the work we did together with Rosario during these four years to create this universe was uh, very interesting because uh, we happened to share a lot of, of experiences together that were then took to the, to the script. And also some things that we wrote started to happen to us in reality. So in a way, we, we create this world that happens to have elements of both of us, uh, experiences of both of us, and also uh, all the other people that participated in the script. But I, I really like this experience to put my art and my experience in, in favor of, of the story of other people and work together to create this. Um, and mainly I, I try to work in stories with a social and political impact. So this is what I'm more interested in. Uh, so this project like happened to join all of that. And I, uh, I was really transformed by it. And uh, we are not the same person what, that we started the project. <laughs> we are completely yeah. different and that's beautiful. So we're really happy to be here and presenting the finally sharing this story that we think is so important to, to other people. And of course, with Marisol, that it's like, had, had done an incredible job and we are really proud of her. All right, let's talk to Marisol for a second. Marisol, how did you get involved with the film? I saw the Q&A, the official Q&A for Sundance, and uh, I, I heard that you had no prior acting experience, so you must be a, a natural. Uh, for for uh, Rosario and Maria to cast you in this project, but if you could tell us about uh, how you got involved with the, the project. Thank you. Um, I saw an ad on the, on the internet and I couldn't go to the first casting, so I sent a, a video casting. And and then uh, after a few castings, I met Velu. And yeah, I don't know, it was just coincidence that I saw that ad. Wow. So, so you did you have any interest in pursuing acting prior to seeing that ad, or you you just saw the needs of the character and you're like, okay, let's give it a shot. When I was little and when I was a teenager, there were two points at which I wanted to study acting, and for different reasons, I couldn't. But so it was something that, and also it didn't seem like a very realistic um, show, uh, career for me because like like Rosario and Belo were mentioning, it's not very usual to have uh, disabled people on screen. So it, when I saw the ad, it was just really exciting. And I was just really lucky because working with them, they are amazing. All of the team was amazing. I, I just, it was my first acting job and it was such an amazing wow. project. Well, but, I, have, yeah. I have watched you and you are fantastic. Eres fantastica. Fantastica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pero quiero decir que 
ustedes han trabajado mucho, cuatro años, cuatro años para hacer esta producción, four years to make this production. It's important that people wow. watching this realize that these things don't happen overnight. It's a lot of thought and hard work and process. And, yeah. the, and the fact that you made, it makes me so sad, Marisol, that it makes me want to tear up when I hear that you said you didn't think that that was something available to you. Uh, how sad it is to deny anyone a dream. So for you ladies to break down these walls and barriers and open up what everyone should have, and that is the right to a dream and the right to pursue it, whether they make it or not. And I'm just so thrilled that you were able to do this. Now, I, I just wanted to mention that you have Damien, who's not here. He is your VR director. And um, he's amazing as well. He's an instructor and he's the leading person in the uh, virtual production house in Latin America. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me, because one of the things that's so amazing besides the music, which gives it that young hit feel, um, mm -hmm. is the color that's in your production and the animation. So is this coming from Damien's, uh, and first, could, could you tell us a little bit about Damien and how to properly pronounce his last name? I don't want him to murder me when he sees this. Yeah, it's Damien Turquie. <laughs> yes, Damien has been working in virtual reality for more or less six years. So when we started this project, we contacted him to join the team at the beginning uh, because we really didn't have any experience in VR. And we thought that he could like uh, give his, this, his expertise in this and he actually did. Uh, he was mainly focused on in all the technical aspects uh, of the, like how to use the camera, like the limitations of the virtual reality because you cannot put the actors like more than one meter um, closer to the camera. Uh, so he had in mind all these like limitations, but also opportunities uh, that we could play and uh, with to create this universe. And then uh, regarding the, the, the colors and the animation, this is uh, mainly like a, an, an art, like what, what we work together with the art department. Um, we really wanted to, to represent uh, this young uh, and teen spirit, teen spirit like uh, that is like full of colors and like full of um, things going on and freshness and a lot of uh, like questions and, and uh, incentives and like everything is like a flor de piel, I don't know how to say in English, but it's like very intense, like I, I feel that this period of life is intense. Bien vivo, uh, bien vivo. Los colores y todo, bien vivo. Yeah. La música, los colores. Exactly. This is was something that we uh, worked really together with the art department to, to try to achieve that, uh, achieve that intensity of, of this, and also with the music. Um, and then regarding the animation process, uh, we wanted to, to share with the people uh, we wanted this story to be uh, told from the perspective of Juana, of, of the main character. So the animation was uh, not only a way to, to guide in the VR uh, universe, to guide the, the people where to look, 
but also to, to invite you to be inside uh, her emotions and to share with, with Juana uh, what, what she was uh, going through uh, when, when she faced the different situations. And, and to Very cool. And to, to have a sensorial experience. And uh, we had the chance, the, the, the fortune that Marisol also uh, draws, she, she makes drawings. So we, we decided to, to incorporate this also to the, to the character. And then this was perfect to vinculate uh, the drawings with the animation. And then everything was like a real universe of Juana that we want people to come and, and feel together with her. So Marisol is like a, a double thread here. Es, tiene un talento como de actriz y de artista también. I'm singer. I'm singer. Uh, a triple threat. Oh, wow. Triple threat. Yeah. <laughs> Marisol, Marisol, I have to um, say the, the, that I want to talk to you about and compliment you was on your bravery. And I don't know if you realize just you're making history here and what you stand for, for all those other people that showed up for the audition that didn't get it and all those others that wanted to and couldn't get there um, pretty much internationally because you came in without previous acting experience. You threw yourself in there. You took the risk. And it's a bold thing. I mean, there's nudity in this. Yeah, it's, can we it, talk about the nudity? Like, <laughs> how comfortable or uncomfortable was, was shooting I mean, those scenes? Can we talk about that? About it, women generally, even mm. without disabilities, in this society, we are so judged on our looks, on our weight. Um, I myself went through a depression period because I just gained weight during the uh, pandemic. But weight can be lost. When, when you have, um, when you're disabled, that's a lifelong thing that you deal with. And you have to find the beauty in yourself and be proud and show that to the rest of the world because they should never define, some, no one should ever define who you are. So I wanna ask you, did you ever have any fears or reservations once, you, once you're on set or, or trying out? Um, I think for one scene, I was really nervous and one, I was just talking it out with Rosario and she was like, just don't overthink it. But I wasn't, it wasn't so much that I was conscious of my body or something like that. It was more like, um, I was like, well, the character, like she fully accepts herself in this scene and I don't fully accept myself and, but like, like nobody does. <laughs> so yeah. And um, it was like, don't overthink it. It's just like this fun, weird scene. And, and it was like actually shooting the scenes was just a natural process and everyone was like really chill and like uh, it, it wasn't nerve wracking and I wasn't thinking about my body or about anything that could make me anxious related to the content of the scenes because I was just doing the work. Um, are you referring to the there. are you referring to the intimate scenes because we did see that in the trailer okay i don't want to be like a spoily so a spoiler yes. spoiler okay. alert al <laughs> 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 yeah. 
because we really do want to see this series. Uh, of course, the Sundance um, audience got a, tr a treat to see it. But uh, where do you want to see this series going? Uh, what platform? Because, uh, again, a, a very important message that uh, you all have with uh, people with disabilities and, and the coming of age story as well combined. But where would you like to see this um, series show? Netflix or any other platform that comes to mind for people to hopefully, see? Hopefully, we would really like it, the series to be out there and to be to reach the more part of the world possible. Um, this is not our task actually, but um, we hope that that we we can we can have a clear panorama in the following months and that more people have to see it. Actually, when we did the VR short at the, uh, two years ago, it happened to us that a lot of people asked all the time, like, where can we see it? Where can we see it? And, and it, it was only for VR. So it was like very difficult to answer that. And we were like, oh, in, the, in a festival or maybe in a, in a museum or like we did some, cool. but it was limited and, and that's why we decided to to move forward to the to the flat episodes in order to be more right. accessible and and so much more people can see it so because you you will require like an oculus or vr device to view the other episodes properly right exactly. okay yeah Rosario, yeah. can i ask you when i first read el titulo que era cuatro pies alto uh, mm -hmm. the title four feet tall i assumed that it had to do with being in the wheelchair and feeling dwarfed but but i didn't want to assume and i didn't want to come out and ask but you pretty much told us it was in fact that it was your experience of being in a wheelchair and having to deal with life being four feet tall well i will tell you uh, you're you're nine feet tall now with this production it's it's amazing mm -hmm. but um in terms of writing this, I, I guess it's um, it's there's bravery bravery on your part as well to review some intimate experiences that you've been through. But overall, do you feel that at times this might have opened up new wounds or um, invigorated you in a sense that wow, now I get to tell my story? And then can you tell me what the casting process was like? How many people you had show up? Of course, yes. Um, in Spanish, we we named the project Metro 20. This is the the, the, the high. And in in English, we have to put another unidad de medida. Another measurement. Yeah, because we're behind the whole world. We don't do the yeah. measurement. <laughs> United States don't use meter, so we have to change the name for feet. And someone like confused, like it's fit for the food or it's fit for what? So it was uh, funny, uh, but we, we have to change the, the title for that. So yes, it's, the title is like a kind of invitation to, to come the, to change the point of view from your look in the world. So that's kind of the trick. Um, yes, the casting experience was for me, the same powerful like the whole project <laughs> because it was a huge experience for Velu, for Valen and for us to look for this main actress because like Marisol said 
in Argentina, we don't, we don't, and in the world, we don't have representation like actors and actresses with disability famously. So in Argentina, we don't have people on TV or cinema who play that roles in a, a real wheelchair. So acting and in our country is not something accessible for people with disabilities. The classes, the scenarios, the whole thing, they're not accessible. So people don't think they can act. So they don't study that because no, it's not, not possible. So when we do the casting, we say, we need people with disability. We don't care if you can act or not, but please come to the casting. So it was <laughs> like that. We look for women. So it was only for women with disabilities and in kind of ages for this age and this age because the, the, the age of the, the character. Um, and we, it was so, so hard because we do in our city, which, uh, it is Cordoba, and we do in, in Buenos Aires, did uh, in Buenos Aires too, and look, and the reality for the people with disability in each city was so different. In Cordoba, people are like more, reprimida. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, like they didn't have. They're too oppressed. Many. They're depressed. They don't. No, not depressed. Like they, Cordoba is not more so accessible as a city. So yeah. most of the girls that came to the casting were like they didn't have the, themselves a lot of experiences in their life and were oh, like they're sheltered. Yeah, and they were like more shy and, and with a lot of shame. So yeah. it's kind of difficult to make, like they wanted to be there because of course, like they they get there and, and, and put a lot of effort, but we, we noticed that there was something else that we needed in, in order to- To, to make it work. Mm. And, and this like going back to what you said before, this is something that I, I saw in Marisol like from the beginning, from the first moment I saw her that she was crossing like a very huge street in Buenos Aires that is like very big and full of cars. And she came like along with her chair like this. And I said like the bravery of this, <laughs> of this girl. And, and from that moment, I, I noticed that she, she was really like giving everything and she didn't have any fear. And I, I think this is like the most important thing for this, mm -hmm. for Character because it was a, a huge challenge to make to make Juana. Um, and so and, and sorry, and also Marisol, it's not was only her first time acting. It was her first time like leaving the house, going to another city. Oh wow! Home. So was the whole experience itself a huge big step? And she wow. did like amazing. Felicidades. He had the drive, the passion, the spirit. Wow. Marisol, I had a question. How similar are you to Juana? Or and how different are you to Juana? Quas las diferencias. I I well, it's weird because I think I can relate to her in many ways, like in many experiences, but kind of like you know like fun house mirrors, like you see your reflection, but it's 
different. It's you, but it's not you. Kind of like that. Um, but I think the main thing we're different in is like she's a lot more assertive and uh, like um, like when she she gets angry, she gets angry. Like she expresses it, which was the thing that I found most difficult during like the rehearsals and stuff. Right. Um, and I think it's not like it's not that uncommon for disabled people to not be very confrontational. And I think I don't know. I like that she's confrontational because mm. sometimes confrontation is needed. I don't know. Yes. Very yes. nice. And you're and you tend, know, you're more laid back personally. If it were up to me, I would give you all one. <laughs> okay. And the Oscars go to, but you can't have this one because this is mine. But <laughs> I would really. And talk about awards. You guys have already won several. Oh, in the in the four feet, like four feet blind date in the in the other short that we did, we we did have several awards. So yes. But I mean, you 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 have to. Have a, did you put it in a, a, this particular one in other festivals before it got to Sundance? Yeah, in the Venice, we, we premiered in Venice, but just oh, nice. two, two episodes, the first two episodes of VR, and this in Sundance is the first, the first premiere for the whole series. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm not going to let you uh, sell yourself short because you got quite a nice write-up in Forbes. You got quite a nice write-up in the Los Angeles Times nice. and the ARS Technica. And I'm, I'm telling you, you guys... To be all the way working four years on this from Argentina to now in the Sundance Festival, do you know how many people don't get to get in that? <laughs> you should be you very proud. Earned it. You, <laughs> you should be very it. proud, all of you. Very nice. Have you all been watching other films as part of Sundance? And, and do any of them um, resonate with you or stick out as uh, some uh, favorite projects? Yeah, I, I would like to recommend Coda. That I think it's very yes. Um, of course, we related. Very a lot. similar. Yes, I watched Coda as well with hearing impaired uh, uh, a protagonist. Yes, very nice. Very, very beautiful, and I, I it made me remember a lot of things of the process of making our project. Although it's a different disability, but I I connected with a lot of experiences that we lived in the process. It, it's very beautiful film. Very nice. Rosario, have you watched any other projects as well? I, I didn't. Okay. I am not a student. I didn't. <laughs> but Belu told me that Cora is amazing. So in, in my first list is Cora. Yeah, Cora is amazing. Would, uh, would all of you have been in Park City, Utah, had it been an in-person event? All, yeah. of you, all of you, Marisa, would you have flown in as well? Had it been uh, in person? Oh, yeah. If I... Oh, yeah. If you were in person now? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. If I could, I, I would have. <laughs> Very nice. I love it. That's awesome. Well, hopefully where this pandemic... Where are you all right now? Where, where are you all now located? Because I know this pandemic is really messed up. Yeah. International travel by far. <laughs> we are in Cordoba with Rosario. We are in Cordoba, Argentina. And Marisol is in Buenos Aires. Nice. All at home. I'm so happy all you guys are got to. That's a good question. Did, all this was already shot, obviously, way before the pandemic struck. Last year, one week we finished. One week before the pandemic, and we managed to get Marisol back to her house. Wow! Uh, Holy. 
Awesome. <laughs> Talk about good timing. Oh my God. Because I can imagine it'd be very, very difficult to shoot this during the pandemic, right? Yeah, no. Almost you think, do you think you could have still shot it uh, with the world as it is today? Sex scenes don't. <laughs> yeah. That's no, right. No, no, Al, you wouldn't have gotten your orgy scenes, I tell you, because there's no <laughs> social distancing there. I'm curious about the orgy scene, too. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. You I want just to be in your next casting. Oh, no, come on, stop. I just feel. I just feel. Well, the, like, website... the only man here. And did you notice that's what he keeps bringing up? <laughs> well, it is kind of hard to do that in pandemic, though. Do something so intimate. But uh, the website fourfeethigh.com, Nuona Cuatro, fourfeethigh.com, the official website. You can see a trailer, uh, production stills, a place to be uh, to learn more about this project. And uh, we really thank uh, all of you, Rosario, Maria, Marasol. Thank you so much. This was an incredible, incredible discussion. Yep, Marasol, I, I hope you keep acting. From what I, I saw, that you know, you, you've done a fantastic job. I hope this this changes <laughs> your life. It seems like it already has. So, congratulations, and uh, Rosario, Maria, you're both are very brilliant. Um, and very innovative to come up with this cross-platform project. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm, and I'm one awe. last request. Could each one of you say your name and just say, I'm here on Click on This. <laughs> I'm here on Click on This, like that. Uh -huh. And say your name and maybe a plug for the project as well, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll start with Maria. <laughs> I am Maria Belen Ponce, director of Four Feet High, and I'm here on Click on This. Woo! Rosario. I'm Rosario Perazola, the co-director and co-writer of Four Feet High. I am in Click on This. Marisol. Uh, I'm Marisol Agostini de Ocean. I play Juana in Four Feet High, and I'm on Click on This. Yay! Our regards to huh. Damian and um, Ezekiel, right? Is that your creative producer? Yes, um, of course, I, I would like to really thank the whole team because it's, this is really a collective experience. Please uh, give a shout out. Yeah, yeah, everyone. And mainly we, we talked a lot about uh, Marisol and, and creating Juana. And here uh, we have to say thank you to Matias Benedetti, who is the acting director, and that he did an incredible job. So for him and for all the team, of course. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. This is fantastic. Buena suerte. Buena suerte. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.